You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, guys? Dude, Grow Show, episode 56. 56, how you like that? Yeah, man. Oh. Digging it, dude. Digging it. 56. All right, man. Bring that sounds old. <laughs> Coming at you. That's we're, we're young. We're young. Coming at you out of Denver, Colorado. Mile high, baby. Dude, Grow Studios, if you will. Uh, with me, as always, is who? Yo, my you- friends just call me Scotty, yo. You're really branding this out pretty hardcore, man. Scotty, I got an email where a guy said, all it said, one sentence from a listener was, Scotty Real, a man of the people. And I was just like... I fucking love that. God I mean, it. stealing my thunder, dude. And I'm, like, I'm kind of... <laughs> last week, you were supposed to sign a fogger, and now you're a man of the people. I mean, I somebody just call me a grower for the people and make my day, okay? Oh, fuck yeah. Man. Here, I got one right here, man. What do you got? What do you got? Says, the dude is most excellent, man. Right here. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah I just sure. Just got it, man. Everybody Hot loves off the, the dude. press that just came in. Everybody loves you, dude. <laughs> no worries. I focus on the grow. Focus on the grow. Speaking of the grow, uh, why don't we always, as always, I'll say for now. Does that make sense? As always, for now. Oh sure. <laughs> Let's jump into what's growing on, man. What has been growing on up in the Dude Grows show world, as well as just in general, man, for you growers, tokers, and you know everybody else out there that likes to take a listen. Yeah, man. You want to take it, take it away? You want me to take it away? I, you know, go for it, dude. Go for it. I already mentioned the. I'm gonna turn first off. People saying you're a man of the people. You're the you know grower for the people is what I like to see. That's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wanted to get into just some updates. Uh, you know, it's a good time to talk a little bit about a few show updates and things that we've been talking about and trying to get. Sometimes, guys, we – I won't. I don't know if I'll say we struggle, but we always like callers on the show. We're trying to set that up better. But as well as just when we get somebody like Jacob from Grow More, people in the industry, if any of y'all out there know people, whether it's even just yourself, you know, like, hey – I feel like I want to get on the show and BS a little bit about, you know, I really know a lot about this subject in the grow, or maybe you have a grow store friend or owner or anybody in the industry, uh, but recommend them, man. Just send us an email. We'd love to have people on the show. It only adds to, you know, having everybody in possible as we can get involved. And if, like I said, if you yourself, I don't care if you're a nutrient rep or whatever, just said, hey, you know what? I want to bullshit about this. That's why we had a guy on last week talking LED, guy on talking a listener or grower, and another guy talking about his grower and grower questions. We're going to try and get that more involved. So let us know who wants to be heard. Yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? Speaking of, speaking of uh, what's growing on, man, let's talk about that live show. Because uh, we've been meeting about it. We've been actually really developing this biatch, man. So we're talking about what? A, a Monday Late afternoon, a Monday 420 show. How's that resonate with everybody, man? 
Yeah, let us know what time you think you want the live. I mean, the live show, don't get us wrong. The live show is still going to be the podcast. We're not leaving this. But there is going to be the live show that that will be more interactive a little bit. We're going to be able to handle having more callers. We're going to have a third person on board that's taking care of some of the things that uh, Scotty can't do and he's too high, as well as... Uh, like walk and chew gum? <laughs> as well as, uh, yeah, offer more more content for you guys and we are that is that, that's a good update on the show we are it's not jinx it but we are definitely getting closer i mean you listeners supporters and donators thank you so much because i mean even just let's give a quick example uh didn't even get on my soapbox at all last episode but man just the software we want to run the live shows it's, it's a g for the software and then of course that software is so powerful; it won't run on any of our current machines with our current processors. So, oh, uh, it's it it's never ends, man. But yeah. we got good backup, good support. The folks at Way to Grow have been super cool, man. So, really looking at 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 doing some long term things with them. And as a matter of fact, man, we're thinking about going to the Cannabis Cup too, man. I want to know, and how many of y'all are going to the Cannabis Cup in Denver this year? Because, yeah, definitely. yeah, because we're think we're trying to figure out what our moves are going to be, man. If enough of y'all are going to represent, man, we're going to have to show up and bring the party, man. Yeah, man. Maybe we'll have somebody hanging out like last year. We hung out, had at least out front our uh, our token trailer with some smoke coming out. At the oh, come away. on, we got turn so- that into our goodie trailer for people. That was fucking awesome, man. I mean, that's where we hooked up with a, a bunch of really great listeners, man. So, yeah, people. Oh, I'm I'm not doing anything right now. Hold on. All right. <laughs> People that, uh, yeah, I got people from all over the country. It was really cool. That's where I got my fruit roll-ups that uh, overdosed me. I <laughs> <laughs> decarboxylized fruit roll-ups, man. That's the afternoon that I had to call my wife to pick up the kids and uh, take care of a few things because I had to check out for a little bit off of the fruit roll-up after I put it in the oven to, uh, yeah, make it more potent. Hey, what did you think about the cannabis cup, man? You get all sorts of of jaded, uh, you know, different responses from, uh, oh, it was a you know a total shit show, it's, you know, just a place you know for people to smoke weed. But I don't know. I thought it was pretty goddamn cool, man. I thought well, I, I thought think, it was like a celebration, man. I don't know if they can add another day. I mean, it's really packed. I mean, it's just not that I couldn't enjoy different attributes of it, but. You know, especially the smoking area was like so shoulder to shoulder, and yeah. Uh, then you, if you get if you if you're one of those people that get even even the least bit paranoid, high or uncomfortable, like don't go out there and take the dab rips that they're offering and things like that. And inside, it's kind I of the too. same. I mean, I'd like it. I'd like them to. I, I, they got to make money, but try to either add another day or make the venue bigger or spaced out, but. That shit was packed. Other I didn't than that, mind it. It was kind of like a rock concert atmosphere. It was the same population <laughs> density as a rock concert. You know, rock concert. That is the, the debate show. Let us know who's going. Give us some feedback. We're tempted to hang out in there somewhat officially and uh, get things going on. I mean, usually Danny Danko is hanging out there getting shit going on with his podcast, but still have not heard from him. Maybe we'll have to go up and try and represent and do some, you know, media coverage. Maybe we'll get a press pass and take care of some business that way. And I think and- we should just hang with the crew, man. You know, I'd, I'd love to get a place and start doing, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, I don't know. Bong Olympics, brother. Come on. Let's <laughs> they already it. have that contest, man. It's the Bong a Thong, I think. They do it down in it might even be South Park, Colorado, where it's the it's it the official. Cool. I'd like it's to see who could take the longest bong toke, man, without coughing. It's who can smoke an ounce the quickest and a, te- the, a team insane. of four. A team that of is four. Fucking insane, man. 
and according to uh, the the most official way to do it in wind is to use a, a butane torch. Don't fuck around with lighters. You know, burn that bowl down, which was, I'm, makes me debate how much you're burning off instead of inhaling. Yeah. But. No, I just want to see somebody uh, just take like you know an eight or nine second pull. You know, oh. not cough. No yeah, worries. Right. Maybe, yeah, I don't know about all that jazz. Anyway, that's what Scotty Reel's got going on in his head, man. Yeah, so... A little celebration of legality, man. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. I like that. Anything else kicking that you got going on? Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know if you guys seen over at... uh, Man, I'm constantly trying to uh, fix up dudegrows.com. So we just got that set up, uh, you know, what, about, I don't know, a month ago? About a month or so. Yeah, man. So trying to do some cool stuff to make it uh, a little bit more fun for our subscribers, making it fun to uh, uh, share some you know information that's worth sharing, I guess you could say. So one thing we're going to do is is we're going to start you know people get the podcast all over the place. So I want to give one comprehensive place where that we can get uh, all the information, all the links, all the news stories. Um, all the videos that released that week, uh, you know, a couple of promos or, you know, giveaways and stuff like that. So we're just going to start doing it on an email newsletter. And once a week, the day that the show airs, uh, what, you know, Friday at 420, boom, a newsletter drops or an email drops. And you just got the download link and you've got you know, everything right there. So that's something I'm working on. Just trying to keep everybody involved, man. Make sure nobody, nobody misses a beat, man. We're working hard at it. Yeah, especially our, our core group of listeners want to keep, uh, and it's always going to be evolving as technology does, even though I, I can't keep up with it. I'm officially getting too old for technology, but uh, although I did turn my snowboarding helmet into a Bluetooth snowboarding helmet, so get on that, baby. Damn, yeah. man, I've been trying to do that for years, man. For like, <laughs> seriously, for like a decade, I've been dreaming, like, wouldn't it be cool if I could snowboard with music? Yeah, well, the problem is taking the the cord out and out and then you end up breaking your phone anyway i am advanced i'm very advanced yeah and then i'd be like all set to go i would have the music going i would put the gloves back on start riding and you know i'd hit like the stop button or something man i just need somebody to tell me how (laughs) for it to mute when i say mute now that's what i need next nice hey i tell you what else is growing on man i did do a little we did decide to do a little bit of a additional benefit for our our donors We've got uh, some pretty awesome donors and supporters for the DGC that are really helping out. So what we did instead of having you donate whatever you wanted and not really getting any additional benefit, uh, we've got a $9.95 donor, donor level or a member level over at the website now. And that gets you into a members area where there's a whole bunch of cool new stuff we're putting up. One of the things that we always wanted to do was to have all the Grow Talks transcribed. So that way, if you're having a spider mite issue, you can go and just Google or, or just uh, go to our search box and put in spider mites and see every time we talked about it and every solution that we've offered up. We haven't talked about spider mites in a while, man. We'll have to, we'll have to do that again sometime. I can, I mean, you could do it a thousand times in a lifetime. So Yeah, I mean, think about what a pain in the ass it would be to go try to find, you know, when we talked, every time we talked about spider mites and every solution we've offered up. There's been well, several. And here, here's the difference that you're gonna you're gonna come across and what we're we're trying to offer. And don't don't get us wrong. There's a there's a way you could donate or be a member. Donating's just hey, I don't give. A, I just I got this for you now. I'm donating. You know you're still gonna get benefit and 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 et cetera. Just in, in helping our expenses. Member area a little bit more choice content per se. 
But when you go into forums and things online as a grower, it can be t- <laughs> extreme. You know, I went through forums for like 48 hours straight when I had hemp russet mites. You know, that's an example because you really – and there's good information and there's horrible information. If you've been a listener for a while and you've come to trust us as a source for good information, you got one place to go then. Search through our – with all of this transcribed and you're going to know when you find something – I mean, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but most all the grow grow knowledge that comes out of my mouth, I would trust for myself. Yeah, it's been vetted. That's so it's a good for way sure. to sift through the bullshit uh, and just have one good. And that's building now, guys. So, I mean, it's not like everything's been done yet with the transcribing, but it's going to be a great source for almost all gardening problems um, that you will be like, man, I've been listening to these guys for 70 episodes. I haven't been doing that because I don't think they know what they're talking about. Let's figure out if they know something about this problem. Boom. Sure, man. Just so find it. All that shit's searchable. All that shit, we, you know, we've actually got somebody working full time on that transcribing. So it all costs money, guys. And like I said, we'd, lo- we'd love for the crew to help share some of the expense. And, and this is what we're doing with the all support. So thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you for all the members that have already joined, and let us know what you think, man. All right, we going straight to growth talk now? No, I'm just joking. I start to get antsy <laughs> when we don't talk too much growth, so. No worries, man. That's just, you know, I'm just trying to keep this thing rolling, man. People say they enjoy the evolution of the show and, and you know, how we've grown over the last year. It's been about a year, you know? The beginning was a recorded phone conversation, and it's, it's growing into something where we have really have helped a lot of people garden. Hell yeah. Let's talk about, too, of course, the uh, the Cap'n Corner over there on DudeGrows.com. Another great article on how to choose the correct strain. Yeah. And I mean, with all the new growers out there, guys, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, it's stretching too much. It's not big enough. It's too stout. Wasn't what I was looking for. It's a really good article, article and, and to get into how you know to look at all these attributes what are you getting when you're getting a hybrid what are you getting when you get 100 percent sativa um and you really want to what do you you know how much do these eat how much do these eat and good ways just to pick a a strain that's going to be successful for you beginner or advanced i mean i'm going through some of this right now on my grow where i'm struggling with growing too many strains because sometimes the market just wants more of one strain instead of having a full-on candy store. So it's tricky really to, to figure out exactly what you're going to do, but great article on picking strains, smoke effect, difficulty, looking at cup winners, yield. So many factors go into it, and the amount of time it takes in your life to grow a plant from start to finish, definitely worth looking into. Definitely, man. I love the Captain blogging for us, man. I think he is such an asset. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, before, before, I'll give a short a short preview. We got what we're smoking up here immediately next. Got a couple featured products of the show, of course. News, about eight questions of Grow Talk, all from you guys. I'm not really positive yet if we're going to get you guys a guest on this show or not, but regardless, you get plenty of Mr. Me and Real. If you didn't catch episode 55, man, it's like three hours long, so that's a good one. Check it out. Shit, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, give a couple quick shout-outs. Of course, uh, Way to Grow, good supporter, seven stores now. Use Dude Grow's account at any store. You'll Fucking be great supporter, man. You'll be getting a good discount, helping us out, as well as, uh, man, great sales staff, customer service, etc. Fits the model of our show. We talk about and use, and people are involved in this show and what we believe in and what, what goes into our gardens. I've been a customer for over, like, 
I think 11 years now regardless. So right. there's definitely some good biz over there. Who else are we hanging out with, man? Man, I want to give a shout out to Octopot. My friends over at Octopot, man, I've been rocking them for what, two, three years now. It's just the easiest way to grow. So if you guys just, you know, watering is a problem or if you're not home all the time or if you're just not an experienced gardener and want to take over and underwatering out of the, out of the equation, man, check that out. Go over to octopot.com and I love those guys, man. I, t- I go over to realgrowers.com and get some damn octopots. You know, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm a pretty bad publicist over here. Go over to Real Growers, and I've got an octopot playlist there that really does break down how you can convert these simple uh, self-watering pots, I'll say, or a self-watering pot system, and you can convert that into a passive deep water culture, a bulletproof passive deep water culture system. So, Yeah, and it goes to show that's the diversity you get on the – that goes to show it's the diversity you get on the show because I haven't for no negative reason sometimes a person likes a freaking you know BMW and sometimes a person likes a Mercedes whatever there's a million analogies I still haven't ran the octopods and it's not because I think they're a bad product it just it hasn't I haven't wanted to do it yet I've always and I am getting a little bit bored with like like you said sometimes you just get bored doing everything the same in the garden and uh, so then I was thinking about adding a new LED the other day because lighting's exciting and I had a little dark spot where I barely had room to add another plant or I'm going to do this. So um, definitely nice to, to mix shit up unless I mean, some people might chime in there, Scotty, as a grower and be like, I don't mix up shit. This is working. I get my weight down. Everything's perfect. The last thing I want is a new factor. And I don't like have I any- said, there's between a commercial and a hobbyist, man. When it's your job and you've got to yield, you don't have those options, man. Bumper sticker T-shirt. You got the yield. I like it. There we go. You got the yield, dude. Grow show. I'm thinking of bring the dank. Bring the dank. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my sticker, man. I bring thought the it dank. was the fit. The fish brings the dank. Yeah, just bring the dank, man. Hell yeah! Another couple quick before we get into what we're smoking. Uh, I have been digging optic foliar. Definitely sent me some good stuff to test out on my garden and document a little. Been liking the results on the overgrow. Uh, that product just has worked out for me as far as an all-in-one low, like l- low-impact IPM program. I'll call it. You know, I got some plants from a buddy, swore up and down. Uh, this last week had no powdery mildew. He's like, dude, I eagle twenty them in super early veg, which I don't like to hear, but I really want to get my hands on this genetic. It's clean, baby. And you know, after I got them, about ten days later. Just the smallest fingernail size on one lower leaf, barely visible spot of mildew popping up. You know, just hit it with that overgrow because it's got just a little tiny bit of uh, sulfur in it, I believe, like trace amounts. Right. Uh, I would have used their ATAC, but it wasn't like a mildew problem. I just needed to maintain it down to, to nothing. So sure. worked good for that as well as the foliar feed. And their transport mixing with Asmax has been kicking butt too. So definitely been liking uh, rocking that. That's over. Uh, you got some of that on RealGrowers.com, I think. But regardless, check out their products if you guys are into foliar feeding, and they got some good uh, non-invasive pest products. I'll say. Yeah, definitely, man. They're on Amazon too, man. You can find all that shit. Or just chuck pyrethrum bombs, dude. Drop the avid, yo. Don't matter. Hit it up. Kill them bugs. Hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, hey Bayer, man. Bayer (laughs) citrus, man. That kills everything. The citrus tree shit. Yeah. I think on realgrowers.com, didn't we make a couple coupons to give some of that stuff away for free? 
the optic foliar. Yeah, there's a couple uh, a couple of coupons there for you know what I'll uh, I'll figure it out and I'll update real growers and I know yeah that- we sent out man I think didn't you send out at least twenty samples. No, yeah, I said so. Oh, some people are getting it for you know. There's a, a free coupon going out there for something. So I'll, I'll check quick, it out. I'll update it on the blog. On anything we're doing, need samples. The way it's been working, because the first time we offered this up, I had to send out like, which isn't a lot, like ten samples. I can package it up and do it and not whine about it. Scotty brought up, yeah, dude, you got to pay for shipping. So bam, if I send out twenty samples, I'm out a hundred bucks straight up. So how we're doing it now? You just go over to Real Growers, and then you can put in the coupon code, and that'll bring whatever we're offering up, typically, your price down to like 5 bucks. It's like just shipping. That way, you know, if we're sending out 50 samples to people or pieces of product, at least uh, at least you can at least pay for the shipping, I guess, is what I'm getting at. We'd yeah, love- man. For we're, two- we're always trying to hook you up. You know, a lot of times, we'll get hooked up with some cool stuff. And we like it, and we want to share it. And like Dinesh over at Optic Folier was cool enough to hook us up with some extra things. Cool. Yeah, we'll have the next episode get another coupon code out for that. Definitely. Why don't you make an Optic Folier video for, for the ma- for the people, man? I do. I Be have, a man of the people. Dude, I have like 32 videos ready to go out right now. And I said this is like probably the fourth episode I've said it. We're almost there. We're trying to get a nifty flash lead in for some of the videos trying to up the professionalism a little bit at least so if you watch one of the videos you know it came from dude grows and real growers and see that know. bong hit brother that was for the people i did homie. i need to smoke a little bit more myself all right Let's get into what we're smoking come then. on man i got something cool where you all right tell me tell me yeah man this is dark star is what i got man and this is I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but there, there's a legend that this came from an outdoor or a greenhouse grow in California, and it is fucking beautiful, man. I mean, that doesn't sound like a good legend. I like to hear something more interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how <laughs> no it got. No way. It came I, from a greenhouse? I don't know how it got to Colorado is what I mean. Oh, so okay. Maybe it really did. Maybe it really didn't. You know, It's like Kyle Cushman's got more of a legend story about his strawberry cough, about how a cut was smuggled from somewhere, New York to somewhere, or vice versa. All right. I got one for you. Man. Yeah. Well, how did you put it? Hide it in the plane engine fuel slodge, and There was a truckload of Navajo Indians. Pulled over on the highway. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. It's a good legend. It starts, that's a good story, right? Yeah, yeah, cool. I like it. One of them gave me the weed, man, and his soul just kind of leapt into mine. I mean, I would say something like Dark Stars, the the strain that Chewbacca abused while filming Star Wars, you know, like something really? like that. Yeah, that's wow, better. Man. It's deep. I would think that I would try to make something up with Jerry. Did you give attributes yet, or any, is this? Did you also grow it, or you just got your hands no. on some? Uh, a friend of mine uh, consulted on a commercial grow out in L.A. Uh, I'm sorry, not L.A. Actually, Northern California, and uh, yeah, they did a bunch of greenhouses of this. It's called Dark Star. It's a pretty heavy indica. I mean, it definitely got me. Uh, I'm not getting up and doing no uh, line dancing anytime soon. You know. <laughs> All right, now you're reminding me. I'm smoking a couple different things when you said I'm not getting up and doing line dancing. I got the, like the bottom of a you know gallon jar of uh, Island Sweet Skunk, and there was just a great amount of of shake. But like I look at it like that's really good shake. You can tell a bunch of trichomes have fallen down throughout me handling it. So yeah, man, put that down into like my smaller daily use plastic jar, and then found. Uh, Ooh, the, the it was my I had some LSD uh, solventless hash I made with Doctor J, 
And then I, and it wasn't, it's not like it wasn't like the gooey hard kind. It's almost like hash you could sprinkle and sprinkled some of that in there. And then that's when that concoction is like the perfect size little jar to push your batty down into too. Right. I'm like, this is going to be good. And it was, I wouldn't say it's a negative effect. Sometimes you weren't positive what you're getting. Like you might have a more LSD heavy hit and just right. it would put you out a little harder. But I like, I've been experimenting with making some of my own hybrid mixes or like you know when you don't know what you have left yet sometimes you're like screw oh, it yeah i'm gonna mix all this together and roll 10 joints and uh those will be my i don't know party joints so yeah a little bit of everything in there no that's that's your hybrid right there but you're saying is how about what what have i been doing while smoking new segment right there bam <laughs> so i get into sometimes i've been hitting up uh Back in the day, not that long ago, whatever, an elliptical at my house. Make fun of me if you will. Hitting up on the elliptical machine every other day. Finally broke. So I've been having to go to the rec center, you know, now and then. Keeping on. I've never been so frisky in my life. <laughs> keeping it down. <laughs> keeping it on the down. Uh, I'm not going to join a gym. I just going to the rec center. It's cheap. But the people you work out with at the rec center, that's pretty entertaining. They're averaging probably 60 to 85. And then. Uh, I, I like to get so stoned before I go there, and then right. I'll put on some. I've been f- having fun on the elliptical, listening to dubstep, just stoned out of my mind and getting a hell of a workout in. And I'm just chuckling in my head, like, take that stereotype, like, sweating everywhere and just get a really good workout. And there's some with that dubstep, man. It gets, it's like a the techno dub beat that just gets you going at a, a high, uh, high high cardio workout. So <laughs> Right. I'm keeping it the fuck real, yo. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Try, trying to. I like to, uh, in, uh, in summary, get real, real high and uh, freaking go work it out, man. Dubstep. I like your style, dude. <laughs> On the board, hot action. I don't yeah. even. I have to get my own soundboard so we can have soundboard battles, man. I was thinking about that, man. I think I just want to make a soundboard of like us talking and then let people use it for prank calls and whatnot. Hold on, keep talking because I'm gonna hit this warning before we get out of the segment. I don't know if it's more LSD or if it's more Island Sweet Skunk. Holy shit, man! Yeah, that is a nice mix, though, man. I mean, that's a definitely a nice sativa mixed with a little bit of a. Uh, that uh, LSD is what? That's an indica? That is a uh indica. Must be, man, because that shit got, you know. That that didn't make me, like I said, wanna, it didn't make me want to use the uh, remote control car, man. And I just blew the hit in the general direction of one of Mr. Reel's oh, in-studio guests, this little doggy. So if anybody out there says that's animal abuse, let me know because I know – there's also like every third person that's like my animal dog cat loves weed. This had dog a, don't smoke weed, man. You didn't get this dog high, man. No, I've definitely had a cat before that just like would every time you light up, it's on you, patting your chest, not heading heading you in your chest, being like, "Share, I'm a cat. Look at what I do." Yeah, I ain't <laughs> saying nothing, but I'm pretty sure that some animals do like weed, man. Yes, I've never gotten one high though. All right. <laughs> Come on, roll. man. What you got? I don't know. I don't know what I got. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll roll into the news. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to play my song again, man. It got a little fucked up last time, man. Oh, really? Yeah, the, I accidentally a recharge commercial got put in the middle oh. of it, man. So. All right. Come well, on, man. that is uh, what we'll do. We're going to put in your new production here. Um, can we cite the uh, producer on that? talked about uh let's see this is uh which song is this oh this is our uh what's it called for what it's worth 
Yeah, yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Eli Braden. There we go. Word. Yeah, right I, just wanted, I didn't know much about Eli, and I started looking around, and I was like, yeah, man, this guy, he's got some other good content out there. Oh, he's legit, uh, man. He's the, a talented dude. On the web. And, yeah, so enjoy it, guys. Enjoy the break here. Everything's at dudegrows.com. We'll be back with news, featured products, grow talk, and what's going on in our grows. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. There's someone growing over there Feeding his family while living with the fear Cause there's a lawman with a pen in his hand Telling us what we can and can't grow on our land Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down There's weed still burning in the bong It's our freedom we've been earning all along Good people opening their minds Getting so much resistance from the closed and unkind Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down Time the lies fall in defeat You can't deny nature's truth in weed Laughing and feeling good inside Instead of buying Xanax Grow urban, get high Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking all right, we're back with the news, back with the news. You there? You there, Scotty? Yeah, man. Come on. Give me some news, man. Get me pumped up. Keep reminding me of my favorite clip. We'll do it. Let's do it now. Do it live. News. Dude, grow show coming at you. <laughs> you do love that one, man. Try some good, I'll call it good news. Town hall meeting on marijuana initiative in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Down there in old Jackson, front porch, swamp style. I like these, man, because, uh, you know, I like the way that instead of of going and making a whole bunch of laws that you can just have a town hall meeting and ask the cops or tell the cops that decide with the cops to stop busting people for low-level marijuana crimes. Well, yeah, I brought up the point last time. I think it was in Kansas. Uh, Basically, you want to if you want to do this where you live or you're pissed off with some shit, do it. This is what, you know, the Constitution and whatever else – uh, political, governmental-wise, this is there. But these people had to collect more than 107,000 signatures. They're having a town hall meeting to get it on the ballot. So if anybody has questions or concerns, and of course they'll be both, uh, we can try and hack all that out. And then it says they want to do basically full legalization uh, and decriminalization, which to me is pretty much two different things. But this says they oh, want to yeah, have definitely. sale. It sounds like allow all. Cultivation, sale, and uh, and industrial hemp. I mean, that should be a no brainer everywhere. See, I, I think a decriminalization is just looking the other way. You know, oh, hey, that guy's smoking a joint over there. Okay, man, well, whatever. 
I ain't going to go bust them. It ain't worth putting them in jail for. As I, long as it's not in a public place where you... I mean, that's the same. Just apply the same rules to where it's acceptable in general. I hate I hate all the comparisons with alcohol, but you just don't crack a beer sitting on a bus bench right in Old Town or something, you know? I mean, some people, I think, try yeah. to with their brown paper bag, but <laughs> you use some form of, you know, being discreet with sure. what you're doing, of course. And if you get caught with small amounts, but there's no way they're going to, like, just decriminalize and look the other way on growing because that's that's their chunk of the change they want, you know? Yeah, I mean, it gets into a very, you know, interesting kind of murky waters there because... I mean, when you're talking about growing, you're talking about a lot of money. Yeah. And you know, I mean, a lot of untaxable money. But if a state's going to decriminalize, they're going to go for legalization. You know, I kind of compared it to uh, there's 50 permits right now to make a lot of sales tax and set up a really good business on uh, on selling weed. We got Colorado got number one. Washington got number two. There's. 48 left, and I'm pretty sure eventually almost every state's going to try and get that system implemented because, I mean, this whole model set up, politics, everything, I mean, money's king, that's what we're all going for, right, and the extent of uh, of business. Sure. So especially if you're trying to offset budgets and governor needs a bigger mansion and whatnot, a nicer <laughs> pool, you know, more money for the strip clubs, yo-yo, yeah. they want that herb tax. So I agree, I mean, at least... There have been places that you you know you see it's more relaxed at least you know I'd rather get pulled over with a quarter in Cali that's still illegal than in uh, I was going to say Mississippi but you know maybe it's changing <laughs> I don't know man you know I could see getting locked up in Mississippi man them throwing away the key on you for you know a quarter pound I had a buddy that got pulled over with a quarter pound and not pulled over I think uh, yeah I think it was like something where it's can't remember there was some problem where his car legitimately needed to be impounded and the last thing the cop said to him is uh sir uh would you like your medicine and he let him just walk away with his his cuper weed man it was fucking unbelievable <laughs> you know over in la yeah yeah that's that's kind of wild and i think sometimes it depends on the uh it could even go down just to the particular police officer you're dealing with you know i know some I got a, a buddy that's one, and he his his policy where he he works at, which is out of this state, is just you know if he catches somebody with a bowl, it'll make them throw that in the ditch and dump their dump their weed out of their bag, which still sounds kind of mean, but it's way better than getting a ticket or having to go to court or being arrested or any of that shit for sure. Um, probably because he he saw all his uh, stoner friends in high school not really cause much trouble or become any any issues, as well as having to deal with just meth and all the other. So much other shit out there to deal with pills, fake weed even. Yeah, right. Whatever that, what's fake weed spice. called? Spice. 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 So spicy. You got any of that 710, man? Is that, that's the oil code? Is that what it is? <laughs> Dude, you are so proud of yourself, I'm hip aren't you? Now. Yeah. 710, man, I'm going to hit up on that. But yeah, if you guys want to get the process started, which most states usually have at least a group for me now, figure it out and uh, get the signatures and if nothing else just remember back to when you had to go through a bunch of bullshit because you had an eighth or because you had a bowl that wasn't clean just just, you know fight back on all that crap for sure yeah man the police should be doing other things with their time man yeah 100 percent uh agreed unless you're i mean yeah i'm not even gonna go there all right (laughs) come on man what you got what you got I'll bring it over to uh, 
the LA Times, dude. They <laughs> yeah, have a uh, chick, man. Uh, what is it, Julia? What Julia Shapiro is that her name? I think so. Let me wait for all of the uh, <laughs> pop-ups and questions. You got it up? I got you. This is pop- marijuana's downside. Susan Susan Shapiro. Gotcha. Okay. Um, she's author of the bestseller Unhooked, How to Quit Anything, and she also wrote Lighting Up. You know, this chick's a quitter, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. She um, you know, she kind of got into it in an article in an opinion section in the LA Times that I'd say, you know, made it around. I found it in multiple sources like in the bunch of big papers, the Chicago Tribune, etc. But she said, you know, when 2014 our country went cannabis crazy and then she leads into saying that she worries about kid-friendly laws such as recent screen glorifications as high maintenance, which I haven't seen, and kid cannabis send young people a message that getting stoned is cool and hilarious. I mean, it can't be pretty funny. That's such bullshit, man, because we both have kids, and we both teach them that it's medicine. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's not too difficult for them to understand. The kids understand the concept of medicine. Treat it like a medicine. You know, don't let them see you abusing it. You know, yeah. it's pre- but it's pretty easy to get them to respect it. I know my ten year old has no desire to smoke pot because she there's not it's not a forbidden fruit, man. Exactly, so it's not as interesting. Exactly. Um, this is some of the the quotes go through the article a little. It's like she goes, "I know the dark side. I'm ambivalent about legalizing marijuana because I was addicted for twenty seven years after starting to smoke weed at Bob Dylan concerts when I was thirteen. Yeah." I saw how it can make you say and do things that are provocative and perilous. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. She says, I bought pot. I mean, this shit is just, granted, there can be, I'm not going to argue that there can be that person that is so, such an addictive personality. You can, you can run into problems here and there, but some of these sentences are just, yeah, she's blaming, this chick's blaming her whole fucked up life because she smoked weed. Hey dude, she said she bought pot in bad neighborhoods at 3 a.m. What? She, do you know that it's illegal? She confronted a dealer for selling me a dime of oregano. You are this fucking qualified! (laughs) She also let shady pushers I barely knew deliver marijuana like pizza to my home. Fucking fascist! (laughs) And lastly, she mailed mailed weed to her vacation spots and smoked a cocaine-laced joint a bus driver offered when when I was his his only passenger. Well, my mistake! (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Um, it basically, uh, she's just blaming her whole fucking drug life on what on smoking weed that, that, that ruined her life. I don't get it, man. Yeah. She's basically saying that that was, uh, you know, basically right here, the years I took to, I don't know. Let me get more into my reading. The years I toked, I struggled with love and work, sometimes feeling suicidal, the brilliant addiction specialist who helped me give up pot a dozen years ago taught me that addicts self-medicate because underlying every substance problem he'd ever seen is a deep depression that feels unbearable. Oh, my God. That is outrageous. So now, I mean, I'm feeling kind of bad. I don't want to mock her fawn because there can't... This is very L.A. touchy-feely where let's get let's get in touch with our feelings and let's... Uh, uh, Let's find out what the cause of this is, man, you know? 
Yeah. Prohibition and somebody that can have, which is not common at all, an extremely addictive substance, addictive personality, and what worked for them was weed. I mean, she said... I know a ton of people that were like heroin addicts or real bad crack addicts, and they still smoke weed. And it's like their one release. You know, it's the one thing that they can still have, their one bit of pleasure. And it doesn't get them in the trouble. It doesn't really fuck you up. You know, people that smoke weed consistently can usually handle it, man. Sorry, read ahead, and now I'm getting angry. (laughs) She's like, "Yet, yet I warn... I warn them that I warn them that getting stoned greatly increases the likelihood of something bad happening. Reminding them that pot blurs reality, reduces inhibitions, and regularly leads to tragedy. Sounds like she's talking exactly like alcohol abuse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this is any, anybody reaches. I mean, sure, you can definitely if you're interested in escaping from reality. I'm sure you're going to put pot in the tool chest. Now, There's plenty of people that use pot to get in touch with reality, though. Consider yeah. two deaths, Scotty. In, Cal- in Colorado, 2014, I even hate to mention it to give it any publicity, a 47-year-old man who ate marijuana-infused candy and fatally shot his wife. You know what? I'd like to see the report of everything else in that gentleman's blood, including having mental dysfunction, multiple pills, I believe. Um, I, I gotta, I'd have to look into that, so don't perfectly quote me. And then the crazy, just off-the-wall case of a 19-year-old student who ate an edible and jumped off a balcony. Now, that is just one of those things where it's like you don't let, uh, you know, one event write the policy for everybody. I have a great quote. Well, now, marijuana's helped thousands and thousands of people uh, millions and millions of people i should say what about that airbag that killed that driver <laughs> you know man we i was actually talking we did that copd article last week and it was really interesting man a couple of our of our guys jumped in uh, a couple of our listeners don and dr j talking about how copd is just a general lung disorder and uh-huh. both of these guys suffered from different aspects of copd and uh one of them was saying that they went from like their lungs were just, I think they degraded like 30%, you know, depletion, I guess, oxygen depletion or whatever. And they started, instead of they were on the oxygen 24 7, they were on that Avidar stuff, you know, prescription, uh, you know, medicine. And they went to cannabis, they, they started doing cannabis therapy. I don't know if it was, uh, I think uh, Dr. J was saying Rick Simpson oil, but. They were just using cannabis as medicine, and it legitimately uh, halted the progress or, or halted the degradation of, awesome. of their lungs. You know, as to where they were saying, I think uh, Don was saying he went from 30% lung loss, uh, uh, lung capacity or air capacity loss, to still 30% a couple years later. Yeah. You know, as to where it was steadily decreasing and he was losing the battle, he's you know, stay in the course right now, and he's definitely using cannabis, man. Well, let me transition that into uh, this totally relates here in our next story that the disease list for you, Illinois listener, is it Illinois or Illinois? I'm just joking. I used to live in Missouri, so, so I, or Missouri, so I know what's up. Uh, sorry, Missouri listeners. Uh, I, we got people all over, dude. We got grow talk from Czech Republic. So fuck yeah! All right, the disease list for Illinois medical marijuana could grow. So if you guys are over there in Illinois, they want to hear. I mean, there's been a lot of conditions that they've said that can qualify, but they're realizing that they need to accept petitions from the people who want to expand the list. For example, there's somebody that has uh, a liver disease called non-alcoholic 
steatohepatitis, and cannabis has been easing his pain and increasing his appetite. Um, they think he's oh, trying- man. They cite more and more uh, examples down to different type of diseases with arthritis and elderly, and they're like, all right, fine. You know, you guys got all this. Give us a petition. I'm sure if you can throw in some of your doctor's paperwork, whatever, tell them what to look into um, and also get, you know, if it's not on there, they got rheumatoid arthritis, for example, but they don't have another type. It doesn't include... PSO. Yeah, it should be up to the doctor's discretion. You know, the doctor, if you've got whatever, if you need pain pills, you don't have to have specifically. Yeah, but they don't broken. want the abuse, man. That's what they saw in Colorado a little bit with the doctor's discretion. There is definitely doctors that were just, I'm not going to say they're shady because I think anybody should be able to use cannabis, but according to. Well, how, so do the doctors, those doctors. I agree, but when it's like a revolving door with a line, I'm sure, you, I mean, like you said, they're the only they're the only business in the, the big vacant <laughs> commercial plaza, right, right. and the doctor's rushing. Um, what well, doesn't matter? The doctor could be whatever. Hey, but, but, they made the rules, man. Yeah, I hear you. There's going to be shady opportunists that jump through loopholes, you know, anytime that people make the loss. You know, dude, they're shady yeah. lawyers. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be shady doctors, man? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but basically, the point is, if you're in Illinois, or if your own state's making it its list, make sure if they have if it's going to be medical only for a while, because some states are being so tight with that. Minnesota, I think, is one of them. I don't know exactly what the rules are, but it's pretty limited on the medical use. You know, yeah, you shouldn't have to be dying. You shouldn't have to have Hell AIDS no. or cancer to enjoy the the medical and recreational benefits of cannabis. You know, because I say that both because there's a blurry line. Didn't remember we were listening to Tommy Chong a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and he was just kind of talking about how, you know, how do you? But you know, there's uh, certainly a very blurry line between medical and recreational. You know, just the same way when if you come home and, you know, I don't know, take a drink to relax your nerves or something like that after work. You know, it's 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 a blurry line. You know, some people if if you don't do that, then you end up taking a. Uh, you know, some kind of a stress pill or a Valium or something. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, take one step back. I don't think I got my quote out on. I did want to say I pulled this quote, um, this, the Susan Shapiro article that we just had to leave because it was getting bothersome. I said an example of somebody that's that, that addicted to marijuana more than likely, in my opinion, it's more in the person than in, in the substance. Uh, I can understand more with like crack or meth or substances that apparently I've heard are just insanely addictive. <laughs> right. Uh, but this quote, and I don't even know exactly who it's from, but I saw it in that. It's public policy should not be governed exclusively by trying to prevent the potential worst case scenario. So that's the example of me saying, oh, an airbag killed somebody. Ban them all. You know, but it saved, you know, how many lives? So. Don't go around making public policy on weed by uh, off-the-wall example of uh, a potential infant getting its hands on uh, infused oil. Sure. Or, I mean, we don't prevent household cleaners because X amount. I mean, how about five-gallon buckets? How many kids die in those? I mean, we still got them. Right. So keep that. You know, that is that called natural selection? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. I'm not going there. All right. So <laughs> let's go on to uh, – the next news story. Come on, what me. you got, man? Uh, we have Silts, Colorado. I've been in Colorado for, man, I don't know, 12, 13 years now. I should know where Silt is. Do you know where Silt is? I know you don't. Never you know. heard of it, man. 
uh, Silt Colorado is uh, looking at the possibility of growing marijuana and creating marijuana-infused products at a facility here. Uh, and they're a smaller community out here. But some, of course, are taking their disapproval a step further. If this gets approved from this Carla, I won't, I don't need, it's not like you need her last name regardless. <laughs> Carla goes, Carla goes, if this gets approved, I, I, this is just what I guess she sounds like. If this gets approved in this location, we'd be looking to move. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I think she sounds like. Um, the Silt Board of Trustees approved an ordinance in October <laughs> allowing cultivation and manufacturing of marijuana in certain parts of town. The, this business, High Q, already has a retail store in town, but they're looking forward to take advantage of the ordinance, open up a 12,000-foot greenhouse. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so bad. <laughs> greenhouse. <laughs> And they're also looking at doing a little uh, infused. Uh, so what was the business? High. Oh, nice. Yeah, they'll I be like that. High Q. Like, yep. The the word high and the letter Q. That's adorable. They'd said they'd probably benefit the town by about fifteen to twenty jobs between the greenhouse production would go right over to their infused area. To me, sounds fabulous. And I mean, unless a business has come to town and just been like total punks and caused problems, why would you say? I mean, oh my gosh. What would happen if a little brewery came into town? Seriously, they'd be pissed. Uh, and I'm somebody that you know, of course, enjoys beer. But you're you're just making the point that they've been so normalized to policy and to hate and to to uh, man, what's the damn uh, discrimination, man? Not discrimination, but is that racialist, man? What's it when you're putting the fear in cannabis? I'm just at a blank thought. <laughs> Regardless, they're so used to that propagandizing, type, man. That type of type of negative propagandizing on yes. cannabis that it just is stuck with them. I mean, anybody that wants to turn down good business, fifteen to twenty employees, um, and just have everything going on, growing on, if you will. Uh, I feel I, I feel bad. Hopefully, Silt sticks to the gun. There, you guys get the vote out. Uh, Carla can move. And uh, this other resident said she's disappointed in what people what and, and what could become of her beloved town. I mean, yeah, Carla definitely needs uh, needs a little. Hey, man, why don't you fucking listen occasionally? You might learn something. <laughs> so I wish best of luck to Silt. Unless I mean, sometimes there's always the sore thumb. Ninety percent of these businesses are operating uh, great. I mean, fabulous. You know, you'll see a conflicts with some businesses like on Antique Row in Denver. They want to keep the antique stores there, and then the weed businesses want to call it the Green Mile. Nice. But that's a business problem. It's not necessarily just between two businesses making money, not just a person in town being like, this is going to ruin everything. Can you please cite something at least? Why? Give me a reason. Sure. It's just this negative connotation, man. You know, they've been taught for so long that this shit's evil and it brings in... You know, it's drugs. It brings in the it brings in the bad element. You know, all that bullshit propaganda that used to work before people started talking to each other and learning the truth. Yeah, exactly. All right. Study shows marijuana arrests in Colorado have dropped sharply since 2010. So basically, got kicking here, uh, which I love to see, just to free up jail space to free up uh paperwork i don't know, just put let the cops do what the cops need to do um what was yeah that? man there's a lot of legitimate purpose for cops man you know we nobody likes getting busted for you know non-violent marijuana bullshit 
But man, there's a lot of legitimate things that would that we need cops for, and that they could be helping protect and to serve, and busting people for smoking joints or throwing—I shouldn't say busting—throwing people in jail for smoking joints ain't one of them, man. Well, there's two different things there. You know, there's public consumption, which still isn't allowed in Colorado. But this still is specifically go to jail for smoking a joint in public, man. Yeah, should be told to stop. Is yeah, as long as you have complete compliance, no problem. That's like telling you, say, you got to put out your open container and you just dump it on the cop's shoes. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it doesn't go over well. I haven't done that. I have not, sir. They're saying that the possession arrests are down 84% since 2010, so that's that's huge. Um, And in January and October, between January and October, we'll say 2014, Colorado got $40.9 million from recreational sales. And uh, 2.5 million of that will go to increasing the number of school health care professionals, which we already yeah, man. we already cited. I'm not exactly sure which school health care professionals they're going to be, but it's all it's all good news to me. Sure, yeah, couldn't agree with you more, man. Um, How many are they getting? 2.5 mil to just go to healthcare professionals. How many? New, 30 healthcare professionals? You oh, said? I didn't know how many. I don't know how many that can hire. That's fucking awesome, dude. I guess that's for sex ed. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You love it. All right, let's find uh, let's find another news story here. One Come more, on, one more. I think I got one or two more here. Um, edibles, man. Check this out. Why are edibles stronger, Mister Real? Yeah, man. I just saw this story. I thought it was pretty interesting, man. Because golly, damn, man. Edibles will still get me, you know. So uh, my, my buddy, uh, when we did that Christmas breeding episode, Hank brought over some cookies. Man, I ate those cookies. They knocked my ass out for a loop, man. Where I was just really goddamn high for I don't know eight, ten hours. I mean, what is it's just metabolized differently, no? Yeah. So this article kind of broke it down. I found it. it kinda, yeah, how the man. body turns it into uh, a different type of THC, right? And again, guys, all these news articles available in the show notes, and they're going to be available in the email, man. So check it out and subscribe right over at dudegrows.com. Yeah, and they go into talking about how it's well known that THC needs to be decarboxylized in order for it to do anything in an edible. But something happens metabolically when you eat it. About half of the orally, half of the orally ingested THC will get turned into 11... 11-hydroxy-THC, which is a more powerful version, and it's easy has an easier time of getting into your brain. Hence, why some edibles just make people paranoid and they can't like do their daily shit and go <laughs> right. But uh, it says when you smoke weed or otherwise inhale its vapors, almost none of the 11-hydroxyl THC is formed. So that's a good difference. Uh, the interesting science in edibles, it's a different part of the THC. Wow. That is easier to get into your brain and potentially mess you up. <laughs> Don't eat the whole candy bar like the reporter that was from the New York Times, I think. Sure. Miss Maureen Dowd. Especially after getting a tour of a facility from a maker of one of the most entrenched people in the entire industry. Give you detailed instructions on how to handle an edible, right. how to deal with it. Completely ignored all that and went and ate the whole thing. Well, that's human nature, man. It's oh, nature. that's just making news, but that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. If you want to be like that, it's like, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to drink the whole fifth. I guess you're right, man. So you're accusing her of just making her own story up, huh? Yes. If you would have taken the indri- you know, directions on that, or probably to eat one-tenth 
wait a half hour to 45 minutes minimum to right. test what's happening, to see how your body reacts to that form of THC, how your endocannabinoid endoid cannabinoid come on just do it endoid cannabidol yeah man <laughs> system works with it all works in some way it can get people more stoned than others you got to test that shit out but uh regardless that's yeah that's my accusation <laughs> okay i dig it I uh dig but it. yeah you can definitely get higher off of edibles i still i have some edibles i recommend people if you find a reliable source to test them out lightly and uh that's also the trick sometime you want if you're going to start using edibles you want to know how they're going to affect you but you got to get it dialed in what's in your stomach already how strong are they are they consist- consistently that strength and then yeah i mean that's a big thing i think now we're starting to see uh i think a lot more a lot more consistency with edibles yeah you know but before it used to be like oh yeah here's a strong batch oh yeah, i like these guys you know magic butter bars because they're really strong you know, it's kind of like wink, wink. Yeah, and some are more than others. Uh, it just depends on what you're trying to achieve because some people eat the edibles, of course, just to be literally done. Like, after I eat this, I don't want to get back up. <laughs> yeah, Word. I mean, that's serious medicine, too, as far as to uh, give you a real, as far as for, for killing pain, you know, an edible really does the job, man. Yeah. Or at least the right edible will. Last news story. Come on, man. The uh, Colorado started a new statewide marijuana education campaign. Last year, we rolled out the uh, guinea pig cages with water bottles, which was kind of awkward. And, yeah, that's uh, kind of bullshitty, man. That's so why they had a life-size guinea guinea pig cages set at different, you know, like at the skate park, and said, "Don't be the experiment." This year, the state is doing a new com- new campaign. Uh, which I've pulled up here. I heard it actually today on Pandora. Dude, so if you don't want to be the experiment, don't go get a flu shot, man, you know? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so I believe this one, um, yeah, it just started. Ironically, I heard it today. I was listening. <laughs> go figure. I was listening to the Bob Marley Pandora station. And then yeah. Colorado's campaign commercial came on, which I don't know how the hell the campaign, this current one, um, cost it six million dollars. Damn! And it's just a website, right? It's just this site it's that like is six million dollar WordPress site. There, man. Oh, dude, it's good. it's good to know Colorado, and they're doing, of course, uh, Pandora. I'm, I guess they're probably doing some regular radio too, right? And somebody has a hell of a salary in there. But it goes good to know. We'll go over the quick messages. This is intended for, you know, just keep it simple for people visiting, whatever. So good to know, Colorado.com. Whether you choose to use or not, you might not know as much as you thought. Be educated. Be responsible. I'm going to read it like Dr. Seuss, seriously. And then you hit the down (laughs) button, and then you keep going down. Public space is not the place. It's illegal to use marijuana in public. Do you like the rhyming? Yeah, I like this, man. With those under 21, be aware. It's illegal to give or share. <laughs> okay, I'm not hating this so far. Man. All right, we're it's getting, just kind of busting the rules through out. it. For those under age, it's just not okay. Their brains are still growing, so keep it away. <laughs> Diggity. I feel like my, my kid should be sitting on my lap. <laughs> Store it right, locked up, out of reach, and out of sight. It, I mean, it is all the good messages. Yeah, man, I got no... This is nice. This beats the shit out of you. are a rat in a cage, you know? To buy what you get here, can't go out there. Don't. It's illegal to take marijuana out of the state. Don't. 
to buy, to have, or use some. You must be at least 21. And uh, the last one says, keep the laws handy anywhere. Save this image to your phone. It's the good-to-know image for your phone. I mean, it's pretty – I guess that if I, I get it. Like if I was going over to – I haven't been over to Amsterdam in a while. If it's the first time I was going, it's good to know the laws because the first time I went there, I was like smoking a J between cars on a train. Guy comes through. He's like, what do you think? You're in a cafe in Amsterdam? Right. <laughs> I'm like, shit. He's like, yeah. Like he was kind of pissed. You know, you can't just smoke anywhere and do whatever the hell you want with herb. So, uh, yeah, good for visitors. Uh, pretty basic, though. Unfortunately, you can't smoke anywhere in public. You got to be over 21. Should be obvious you can't take it out of our state. And uh, nobody's doing that anyway. And, uh, yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a. Uh, we got feature product of the show coming up and grow talk. Maybe a guest, maybe not. Check the check the the dude grows bad phone grow phone. I forgot grow phone. Sorry. Hey, you know what, man? Let's let's throw it out there. We'd like to have a few more uh, growers talk. You know, a few more growers sit ins. I should say. So we should uh, we should set that up, man. If any of y'all got some cool stories or want to tell us about an interesting setup, that's how we met up with Aquaponics Steve. And uh, we've met up with a few really amazing growers that way. And even if you just get, you know got something interesting, you don't have to be an amazing 20-year grower, man. Just somebody with something interesting to share. Hey, get in touch with us, man. You know, Just hit us up on Dude Grows, on the contact form at Dude Grows, and we'll set something up, man. It's as simple as us just calling you on a, on a, on a uh, recorded call. Whatever you prefer. You want to hang out, you want to record a call, you want to Skype, you want to uh, FaceTime. You want to... <laughs> anyway, we get it done. I don't FaceTime, man. I do, but it's out of the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Dude Grow Show, dudegrows.com. They tried to take away my recharge and I said no, no. Yes, I grow the day. That's just like money in the bank. I'm in the know. Oh, oh. Come on and do yourself a favor. And grow some dangness that you can savor. Cause I'm growing top shelf with recharge. The proof is in the smoke. Oh, oh. Recharge is a natural soil conditioner. It takes the guesswork out of growing. The secret is in the biology. Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed. In traditional or organic gardening, Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple. I got the time to buy seven bottles when one's just fine. Why you try to take my Recharge when you can get your own? All right. How about uh, how about a featured product? Featured product of the show? Yeah, man, come on. I think uh, it may sound funny, but uh, CO two, dude, CO two. I wish uh, we could just capture out of the air and bag up and 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 put into the garden, but definitely an important factor. Don't want to get like heavy into it, but you know it's important. And people like to put. I used to get asked. When you when they're going to invest in a CO two, how much is it going to increase my yields? You know, my yields. I'm worried about. Don't think like that, guys. CO two is a little bit of everything. It's it's plant health, overall vigor, the ability to help keep pests and disease away, and just help the garden uh, perform better overall. Yeah, man. I think of that like whenever I see the guys, the NFL players huffing on oxygen. I always think of CO2 because it's like the, you know, it's just the opposite, you know, that we breathe in 
uh, air, and it only has a what like thirty percent oxygen somewhere around there. So when we're breathing a hundred percent oxygen in, man, we're able to perform better. You can't, you can't. If you're an oxygen salesman, uh, how do you answer the question? <laughs> you know, hey man, well, if I buy that oxygen from you, how much is it going to increase my score? You know, you can't. It doesn't yeah. add up to point. You know, it does add up to points on the board for for. Uh, sports folk, but it's not like you can really quantify it. It's just kind of one of those performance enhancers. That's how CO2 is in the garden. And some people, you know, all you got to think about in the long run is how much time do you spend in that garden? I mean, the only way I wouldn't run it typically is if your garden's set up just to actively always exhaust, which plenty of people's gardens are. I find it pretty hard to deal with as far as trying to play Mother Nature when I always have a can filter ripping all the air out of my room. Right. But well, it depends. I mean, if you're in Florida where it's tropical, yeah, know, it, nice humidity, it's not bad. It does work out for some people, for sure. But in general, you want to be leaning towards getting that grow room, even if it's not completely sealed, you can get it to come on to where the CO2 comes on for only during your uh, you know, your time. If Let's say you have a... Your garden needs to exhaust due to heat or humidity for a half hour of every hour, whether that be 15 minutes on, off, on, off, 15-minute intervals. The time when your garden's not exhausting, you could be enriching with CO2. And there's more cool products out there now. It's it's coming, you know, green pads are, and here in Colorado, they're not that popular because we're real dry and they need humidity to be activated. I like to use this product called Green Pads Juniors in my cut kit dome here because it creates a good CO2 environment for cuttings. But right over, overall in the garden, it's more they're pretty popular in Cali uh, as well as other environments where it's more humid. I do dig on the exhale bags for walk-in closet-style grows. Those are the mushroom compost bags that last like, I mean, probably two to three months, I'd guess. And how I'd rate them is I would do... If you could, I would do two bags, like on an 8-bulb T5. So what, an 8-bulb T5 is 400 watts? Right. So I'll, I'm going to give it the two exhale bags per 400 watts. That'll probably increase your PPMs on CO2 by you know a couple hundred at least, which can be money. I mean, if you're sitting there at 300 and you take it up to 500, your plants definitely appreciate that. Yeah, you definitely don't need to go up to 1,500 PPM CO2 to see a difference. Even a couple hundred parts per million uh, – will give you a, a bump in performance, definitely, especially if you're down at, you know, 300 or, you know, whatever we are at this at the atmosphere. Man, it's tough. Yeah, and you, you're asking, you know, for less advanced growers, what are, what what is that? What the hell are you guys talking about? PPMs. Um, you can get controllers, which that's the higher end of stuff that you just hit an up and down button and say, I want my CO2 tank, which is a 20-pound tank, and regulator, which releases the CO2 to... Uh, Turn on uh, whenever my parts per million are below 800. You don't even have to go that far. I mean, just go. The one I roll with is uh, from Hydrofarm, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, suppliers of indoor growing equipment. Uh, go check out if they have a if you have a store, they should be able to access it, or you could order online. But it's called a CO2 monitor control or not controller, but environmental monitor, and it's for, what it does is it measures your one of my favorite pieces of equipment in the garden currently for like only 120 bucks or something, 130. But it measures your humidity, it measures your temperature, and it measures your CO2. And it also keeps 48 set points. So it'll keep two days of set points every 15 minutes, I think it is. And you can look back and totally see what's going on with your environment because those are the more main things we care about. Temp, 
humidity and CO2 and make your adjustments from there. I still don't use a CO2 controller. I just use a timer. So if I look back on my uh, monitor from HydroFarm and my CO2 is getting up to 1700, I just turn the regulator down just a little bit on the tank. So there's plenty of ways now to start to get into CO2 more affordably, especially if you're kicking in Colorado, I mean, you get that 695 refill at uh, Way to Grows. That's like, yeah, man, let's get into that. So, I mean, we're lucky here. You know, other places are 18, 19 bucks for a CO2 refill. So, here for a 20 pound tank at any Way to Grow, it's $6.95. So, the maintenance cost on it ain't so bad. But what do we got as far as getting in? I think a tank is probably right around $150. So, usually they make you buy your first tank and then usually you swap them out. And then what's a regulator? About another hundred, hundred fifty bucks. Regulator you can get for like one ten. How much did you say tank was? I think a hundred and fifty. Yeah, hundred and thirty to a hundred and fifty. Then you own it, and then after that, it's pretty easy. I mean, depending on the size of your room, it can get inconvenient for people to have twenty pound tanks. You got to either get a twenty pound tank, or if you're a person that is environmentally controlled and you can handle heat. You can roll with the generator, which burns gas. Yeah, I like them a lot better, man. Some some people swear by the tanks over the generators, man. But I find that just a generator because you can hook it up to natural gas. I just hook mine. I do believe in monitor controllers, and I'll just hook mine up to a, a like a grow zone monitor controller. I believe in them. I'm just keep keeping it simple. <laughs> I got you, and. Uh, Man, I never have to worry about that thing because I know these big commercial grows out in Los Angeles and they're using tanks, man. The tanks are $15, $16 out there and they're going through like five tanks a day, man. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> Yeah, crazy. that's intense for sure. Yeah, it's like a whole – and you, you know what happens with the tanks? Ultimately, especially if you only got one of them, you run out, you know, and then I don't think that's good for the plants, man, to be like, you know, you're either – they're in this CO2 enriched environment, and then all of a sudden they not for long. I mean, you can go a light cycle. I typically, if I run out, of course, I'm definitely planning to get to the store in that cycle. If it's unplanned, or I just tune my garden down, I dim my digitals down to like seventy percent, which not everybody has that option. Make sure turn the AC down a little. Make sure it's not a high performance environment for them. And, uh, I mean, you could even, if you're in a situation, if you have four hoods hanging up and you're not dimmable, you could turn off maybe one of them or yeah, just chill your, chill your environment out. Cause they're not going to be performing nearly what they are when they're used to that level of enriched enrichment, we'll say. Right. So yeah, definitely. There you go. Gaz CO2, a lot of ways to get into it without getting into the full on details. Yeah. So bottom line, about two fifty for a uh, CO2 con- uh, CO2 tank and control. I'm sorry, CO2 tank and regulator. Deal with the regulator is you just just turn a dial, man, to let it piss out a little bit or let it pour out a lot. Man. Yeah, and if you don't want to uh, deal with that, you know, the the sniffer as they're called, I'm talking about that has the different set points to remember what your garden's doing. Right. The CO2 regulator comes with just a little handout, a little pamphlet that uh, basically states, you know, here's how you calculate your room volume. The regulator should be at 0.4. This is the PPMs you should be at. So you can do it simply with the, like you're saying, 250, two, I'll say 275 with a little bit of tax and maybe one little mechanical timer, and you're good to start, start enriching it. And right. don't don't get upsold on uh, 
you know, the tubing with the special holes and all that, you, you can roll that. You don't want your CO2 just dumping on the floor out of the reg. What I like to do is take a quarter-inch hose and mount that hose directly behind a wall fan or a fan that's going out on your canopy. And if you don't have a fan going out on your canopy, uh, invest in fans before CO2. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Air movement is clutch, guys. So uh, yeah, CO2 is heavier than air. And it will fall right down to the ground if you don't keep it moving around. Yeah, try and get a floor fan as well. Yep. Sits in your garden and smoke mega joints and see yeah, what's going on. Yeah, that's right. All right, so it's checking out here. Uh, grow Talk, man. Should we check that out? Come on, man. Let's get into Grow Talk. Uh, went into, let's see how well I can narrate this first question here. Basically, uh, listener digging on the show here and uh, wants to know a few things. He's got a few questions for you guys, and he says, "I just smoked, so hopefully this isn't too long." <laughs> <laughs> I know how I know how that can be, man. I know sure. how that can. Well, be. let me just smoke just so we can be all be on. The yeah, same, there you same, go. Same let me narrate. Thing, you, you smoke a little bit. Oh. Says a few harvests ago, he went from growing larger plants in five gallon buckets and tried the Sea Green method. Now, Sea Green method would be. More plants, correct? That's more plants, so you're basically just butting up clones. You know, you've got these. Yeah. Maybe they end up being 12 inches, somewhere at the max 12 inches. And, yeah, you're putting, like, 12 plants per square foot in a true sea green. Yeah. So, you know, depending on what you're trying to do or how much you care about plant count. And, and usually, sorry, usually they're only grown in, like, rock wool cubes or something. Yeah, smaller thing. You could do little soil containers or cocoa. Yeah, containers. but just like maybe a gallon would be the the size of that plant, a one gallon size of the biggest. So I mean, he said he was digging on that, likes the method, and uh, basically wants to get into his newts here. He's on the last two weeks of his third harvest, and he changed a few things up. He said he's always been running uh, hydroponic research, veg plus bloom, the dirty edition, which is his base nutrients. Which I don't know. Never heard of that, man. I don't know a ton about, but I looked into it a little bit. Um, one part nutrient, but he added recharge to the mix at the beginning of this grow and went from the two 600 watts to 2,000s. And he did that three weeks into flower. So you got to be careful with that. You got to make sure you're not just powering those thousands down the same place you had your 600s. Raise your lights up if you can, dim them down, whatever you got to do. But Yeah, I'm not a fan of changing shit up halfway through flowering, man. You could you could do it, but be be ever so careful. Right on. Uh, this time everything has been going way better in the bedroom than last time. I mean, obviously when you're adding lights, I mean we're not going to say, oh, you used recharge. I mean he 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 went up 800 watts in light as let's see, yeah, that's correct math. Yeah, 800 think, watts. I think it was the recharge though. There you go. So even though things have been going a lot better this time around, I'm always looking for better. Yes, I like it. He said he really liked the sea green method because he's getting a quick turnaround and almost no veg time. As you were mentioning, you go to flower pretty quick with a good number of plants. Right. Um, he says, I've been wanting to make sure I make it worth the wait. And after uh, seeing how you guys do, I know I can do even or even come close. It'll be worth it. So here's his question. Here's his question. So I'm looking for a little advice, and I was wondering if you guys could check out the Veg Plus Bloom Dirty by Hydroponic Research. So I did that real quick. I went over to their site, hydroponic-research.com, went to their products, the Veg and Bloom. They have a regular and a dirty formula, and uh, 
I mean, this is kind of one of my pet peeves. I don't know anything about the product other than the description. It's a dry powder. Right. Um, it's a pure organic blend of carbon-rich goodness. Huh. And they uh, go into – it's uh, supposed to be formulated to be pH-ready, which to me, mm, there's so many factors in pH. If I put some silica – What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, there's a little, so much stuff that can throw out pH – um, and it's recommended for growing in pro mix and sunshine. Of course it is because those are the number one sold medias. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like saying my, uh, hydroponic formula is bent for water. <laughs> um, so I don't want to talk trash cause I've never used it. It could be a good product, but on their site, man, unless I'm, I'm missing the navigation, uh, there's nowhere to find out you know derived from right what's in it then it's hard ingredients uh do you got don't you have all that kicking at realgrowers.com for recharge yeah i definitely lose the ingredients man i'm proud of my ingredients because they're simple but i can understand what they're you know with fertilizers there is a lot of there's lesser expensive and more expensive sources of of potassium and nitrogen and, and well, all. They that should stuff. be telling me a little bit more, you know. Based on has some guano, sure. maybe does this. So I can't answer that first part as far as uh, if you guys could check out Veg and Bloom Dirty and uh, tell me what you think. That is what I think. I need more information. I didn't have time to call them. Uh, maybe if you want to call them and you know figure out something or have them talk to have them talk to the dude grow show whatever but if it's working out for you that's 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 good um he said he's been using their plus size too which to me just seemed like a phosphorus booster for bloom called a plus size and uh which because they sent him a free sample and he said he's been growing in sunshine advance number four and on top of this he was going to try to add some foliar with tricantinol so he said tricantinol shit sounds pretty cool yeah Per our conversation, I think was that last episode we did jumpstart on episode sure. fifty five with Jacob from Growmore. Yeah, if you haven't heard that already, check it out. It's definitely, I mean, spray tricantinol on your plants. Just be careful, and uh, you said cut it out by week five. You'd suggest, you know, that's a good example of of why we're transcribing the grow talk questions, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, that tricantinol advice was so specific, and it was buried in. You know, 30 minutes of Jeremy talking about, you know, everything else. It's pretty amazing to be able to type in tricanthanol into that search engine and dude grows and, and to get exactly where, you know, what episode and where you need to be. Pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I definitely agree. It's uh, a good way to find info. See, and Yeah, man. I don't know, man. A lot of things he's, he's switching up at once, man. Well, the lighting's going to be, I mean, more light, as long as it's not too much heat. I'm all for Right. I wouldn't switch off. I don't, your your um, your research here, hydroponic research, nutrient A and B dirty. And he says, would you guys add anything else? He was thinking about in silica, but his uh, V plus B from them already says that it's in there along with pretty much everything else. To me, it sounds like a comprehensive powdered nutrient Grow Willa, I think it is from Botanic Air. Tried to, is it has came out with a, a simple grow and bloom. Look, I've been a form. You know, I've been hung out with a lot of formulators. I won't call myself a formulator, but definitely uh, have you know been a uh, been the guy asking for things and the formulator trying to put them together. And anytime we would try to put silica in a formulation, it would lock out something else. Gotcha. Silica is really funny like that, man. 
So you got to be careful there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I make sure that it does definitely, you know, silica is usually one of those things that you put in separately. So it sounds a little bit good. interesting. Good info. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never, I've always seen that advertised definitely as a separate product or not, yeah, there's not a marketed as it. included. <laughs> there's a reason for it. Also, after listening to your podcast with Nectar for the Gods, uh, I had to get me a sample pack and I was thinking of doing a side by side with my, Venice Beach Afghan. I didn't know Venice Beach had their strain of Afghan. Yeah, there's some Afghanis in Venice Beach, man. Since she's my biggest yielder, I know what I'm doing uh, this harvest for yield. Do you think this is a good idea, or should I just stay with what I know works? Any advice for you? would be greatly appreciated. Sorry this thing was so damn long, and I did paraphrase it a little bit there. Hopefully I didn't miss anything. It depends on what, what the, if anything, um, if, you're, if you're a real uh, experimental person, then sure, and you have the ability and time to do side by side. Definitely creates more work to pull it off completely. It also makes it tough for uh, just getting, you know, just know your work's gonna double, or I shouldn't say double. If you're doing a side by side with one plant, but you're gonna have the pH solutions different, add different newts. I've heard good things about the is it Medusa's? What's the no Her- Herculean harvest. harvest? Yeah, maybe try. Getting rid of your plus size, if you're really familiar with that, and use the Herculean Harvest from uh, Nectar for the Gods. And that would be the way to compare things and see that, well, I know I use this booster from them. Or go with, uh, I also really like their pH up, which you'll get in that sample pack. Nectar for Gods is a really good, I think it's calcium-based pH up. And then those are the two products I would pick if you don't want to try and run the whole line. But if you have the time and effort, definitely do a side-by-side. That shit's fun to see. I mean, you're learning new things, and you can give true feedback. Yeah, definitely. But make sure you got all the parameters in check. I mean, if you're doing a side-by-side, same lighting, same environment, same CO2, same strains for sure. Don't you love having to talk about somebody with side-by-side comparisons? And they're like, yeah, one was big, bud, and one was... You know, it's so much different. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So it sounds like you know what's up, though. So go for it, man. Let us know for sure. All right. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all how much time you have, and and you know how interest, how much energy you have to put put forward into it. I suppose definitely would be interesting. I'd love to see it. And I mean, the wrap on nectar for the gods is great quality. I believe it. I, I I think there's two things with them. One is people have a fear of something quite a bit different, and then also I think you got to be more. I don't know. You can't. I don't want to say you can't be a lazy grower, but you got to start to get in tune with your garden using different nutrients. And I think that's probably one of them. That when you are in tune with it using their nutrient, it it gives good results. Yeah, I think it's also one of it where you've got to learn that style. You got to learn yes. that style of growing and how plants react with that style of food. And, and you know, there's a learning curve with that, I believe. And definitely, guys, that just reminded me, keep shit warmer, man. Don't forget, using organics, especially in natural shit, in fish, in literally different types of animal and species of poop. I mean, they got bison stuff out here for, for yeah. indoor gardening. Like fish and shit, and <laughs> yeah, buffalo and yeah. shit. And- 
So basically, and shit. if you got good, decent CO2 in veg, running 85 degrees in veg is no problem at all. If you're back listening, uh, when we had Yair from Gavita Lighting sitting in, he's just like, so many people are talking these, you know, you can run a hot garden. These plants love the heat. He's right, man. Right. These plant, you go look in Dr. J's greenhouse, no, no bullshit. It's 125 degrees in there. <laughs> the plants are looking great. So it's more just stale air and bad environment. Plants can handle heat. I flowered in a room that was 85, and it was no problem, but my CO2 is always above 1,300. Yep. It's not like a full-on recommendation from me, but when you have your room's warmer, in turn, your soil's going to be warmer, in turn, I think more shit's going to be going on in your soil, more activity, more partying. All right, next question. Yeah. Next question. Come on, man. Bring Keep this party going, man. Keep this train a-rolling. From Nick... What's growing on, Scotty and Dude? Yeah. You hear it? Grow talk's going on. I'm finally biting the bullet and building my own grow room here in Florida, but wanted to do a lot of different strains. My thought is to do half-gallon grow bag SOG, S-O-G, or Sea of Green. But my concern, aren't you, don't forget your soundboard over there, man. I haven't heard anything in a while. It's making <laughs> me feel lonely. I could earn as much as $500 a week. That's right, man. All right. So <laughs> my thought is uh, half-gallon grow bags, sea green, but my concern is adding the proper newts from nectar. Man, another nectar question. Didn't right. even notice that. Any advice on starting a multi-strain sea of green would be amazing. All right. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, like I said, nectar's got a learning curve. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, a sea of green would be great, I guess, because you got a lot of plants to play with. You could probably mess around and maybe maybe do a couple different what do they call it, multivariable testing, where I would say maybe do some things with the full line, some things with the partial line, and uh, you know if it's sea of green, you could probably get four or five plants that are all the same. So man, that'd yeah, be a great opportunity to do I some see testing. Multiple headaches depending on again how professional you are as a grower and how much time you got. Because isn't it sea of green supposed to be pretty uniform? You're supposed yeah. to have all the same height. Everything looking uniform and kicking butt with the flowers. Um, growing multi strains, I do. I mean, like right now in my bloom room, I do have three different plants, but you know, there it's just three, three different strains. I'm I'm fairly familiar with. I mean, definitely familiar with ISS, but uh, the other two, I'm learning a little bit. But regardless, it's it, it can be a challenge. It'd be a super challenge in sea green because all strains want to stretch to a different height and do different things. And you definitely, in my opinion, need to be feeding by hand if you're growing multiple strains because oh, yeah, at definitely. times you're going to have to do different mixes one plant i have an example coming up and what's going on in my grow with this but different new mixes for different plants different times probably i don't know 25 30 percent more work at least so i may be down with two different strains two different tables two different areas scrogged out but yeah be careful with it it can create huge headaches for sure yeah, you know, now that, now that you bring up your point, dude, uh, you kind of got some decent points there, man. Uh, sea of Green is about uniform canopy height and uniform canopy, you know, light penetration. And if you've got some strains that are, you know, growing 18 inches tall, which I could see in other ones that are 8 or 10 inches tall, you're going to have huge shading problems, man. So yeah, I'm thinking when I was thinking of, of Sea of Green, I was just thinking a bunch of smaller plants, which would give you the opportunity to to do a lot of experimenting but uh man I, I would say most of the time the sea of green it's a 
you know, whatever, like reservoir fed, sometimes flood and drain tables or, you know, something that can allow for a real uniform irrigation and just, you know, I don't know. I've even seen a lot of hydroponics and rock wool. Yeah, and if if you are going to move forward with your half-gallon grow bags, Mm -hmm. you better be going to flowering, like, yeah, super quick. Now those plants are what? Four inches tall, and you're going to flowering or some shit. Yeah, I mean, I think you wind up. You're supposed to wind up with something that looks like, I don't know, maybe the size of your hand, maybe a little bit bigger, you know, maybe the size of your head. Now I'm looking at your big old head, man. Brain power. <laughs> you know, maybe the thing's a foot tall, and it should have a. You know, boy, it'd be great if it had an ounce or so on it. <laughs> All right, next question, comment from Mike Tris. Tris. All right. I can say unos dos tres. Yeah, man. I watch Sesame Street. <laughs> Sup, guys? What's going on? You're like a regular gringo. Contacted you a few times. Love the show as always. Hope you get video up on the show soon. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right. It's going to be <laughs> more coming. than just video. It's going to be a video show. It's going to be like TV, man. Um, we was in a, a video meeting today, man. A video production meeting, yes. man. We're getting into it, brothers. He said... Uh, on my inquiry inquiry or inquiry either one if you prefer (laughs) what the fuck is up with hay smell he says he just chopped a blue dream in dwc nine weeks so grew it that sounds pretty good to me so far right flushed it for a solid week on week nine which with active hydro systems such as deep water culture usually is not a problem a week flush should should be okay he said the plant started to yell out bam chopped it did a wet trim, left buds on stems, stuck it in a drying rack for 24 hours later. Hay smell. Relative humidity in room is roughly 48%. Temps are around 75. Are they drying too fast? Is yes. this normal to get hay smell during drying? I grew some white widow times big bud a while ago, and it did the same thing. What's the deal? Drying way too fast, man. 24 hours, man. Well, he said... He left. He left uh, everything in the drying rack for 24 hours later. I don't think he necessarily put it in the jar or anything, but he's saying he got the hay smell. So I could say it's 24 hours isn't enough to have that chlorophyll mellow. You know what I mean? It's a living plant with a whole ton of of chlorophyll in it, and then uh, you know you need that's what the whole slow drying process is. His temps are okay, right? 75 is not too hot for. a drying situation. No. What's his relative humidity? 48. That's not too shabby. That's not bad. It's, I mean, I guess they can't be huge big colas if they're drying in a day. But what he's got to do when right before they get so dry that they crumple. Put a heater on them. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you want to jar them up. Then you put them in your mason jar or you know whatever you're going to store them and cure them in. And you've got to start the curing process on those things. So... Don't wait till they're crispy. It's got to have a little bit of moisture in there, a little bit, you know, so you can uh, pinch it and it would snap back, you know, but probably almost on the moist side of, I don't even know if you could smoke a joint out of it. It's so Well, I think he might be getting fooled in the sense. But he's um, not curing yet. No, he's drying. So I've, I've done, I've definitely hung up plants before. Your environmental parameters to me are fine. You did not mention if you have a fan or any type of pretty active air hitting this, don't do that either. Right. My plants dry in a room that is maybe 70 degrees at the most, probably 68. Relative humidity is a bit lower than that, but uh, there's no air movement in there either. And 
excuse me, they uh, they they come out fine. But I've I've visited them. Let's say it's uh, they've been down for a day and a half, and I'm just like, oh, how are they doing? How are they? Or even they they're still on the stalk hanging, and it's six days later. And if I rub my fingers on them or do whatever, I can get a smell that isn't preferable. And I'm like, dude, this is. Sometimes I've seen attributes of plants really come out properly for what I'm looking for in the curing phase after you get it into the jar. I've even had plants in a jar for the first five days, and I still didn't have what I thought was the proper smell or even a very desirable smell. But then after I stopped burping it and after it was sitting in there to cure without me opening it every day, that shit came on good. Yeah, that chlorophyll's got to break down. That's causing you a shit taste. That's where the haze coming from. Well, and when you get the hay smell, also your your temps and humidity aren't showing me that because drying too quick, or I've dried. You know, when I was learning, oh, I need a fan or air movement, or if you dry too quick, but I think right. What's the pers- drying is kind of a. It's a loaded term because is he drying it so it's got nine percent nine percent moisture because then it's way too dry way too fast you know you got to be pulling it that last I don't know I think they talk about almost twenty percent moisture is when you start curing it and you, you know, don't quote me on that because maybe I'm wrong but I I remember that you leave a really a decent amount of moisture in there and that whole curing process is where the flavor comes from yeah or at least there's an opportunity to yeah you're saying you don't want to dry it all the way out on stock by yeah means. yeah so what i would say is start jarring that up or putting it in your curing jars or whatever you're curing bags uh a lot quicker you know maybe maybe when it's still spongy and then finishing it up in the curing bags. Like I use these gold foil bags. Actually, I have them on uh, a shameless plug on realgrowers.com if you want to try some. And on the big size, I've got like a 80 ounce size. You can put a whole pound of, of wheat in there and I just open and you just burp them like every day, maybe twice a day. Sometimes you go grab a bowl out of there, <laughs> but you're constantly burping it and you're just exchanging the air and you're losing a little bit of moisture every time you burp it but very slowly it depends too it's geographically dependent you know how long uh if you ever knew anybody that grew in florida how long would they hang uh stalks up before you're going to put it in a curing situation or bag it or jar it well we would do the same thing with uh we'd have air conditioner so air conditioner is almost the exact same thing 48 you know 50 percent relative humidity and, you know, temperatures in the mid-70s. So, I don't know. It took me about, you know, three days, I would say, four yeah, days. I Here in Colorado, I'm probably pretty close to your stuff, but a little bit cold, colder. And it takes me five to seven days before I'm thinking about putting it in any container. So, if you're in a yeah. real human environment, it might take two weeks. You know, you just got to be patient. Yeah, definitely. But I think what you're missing and where that hay smell is coming from is the curing process. So don't let it get to where you can smoke it before you're uh, putting it in jars and let that last little bit of moisture out over the next, you know, if you can do it over a couple weeks, that's great. But just kind of keep it in those jars, keep them in a dark place or keep them in in the, you know, like I've got these light, uh, uh, whatever, trans non-transparent bags that you can just, put something in and the light doesn't penetrate it and you're good to go, man. Just burp those things. You know, that's what they call when you open and close the bag every, I don't know, once a day. And that's as easy as just grabbing, you know, a joint's worth of weed out of it, man. Opening it that way. It's kind of, kind of comes naturally to me, but that's how I cure, man. And that's how you'll get rid of your hay smell. 
Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. We'll yeah, go to- man. I felt like we helped that guy, man. He's actually going to get good smelling weed or good tasting weed now, man. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Next question from Tony. From All right. Tony. He's got uh, a topic suggestion segment for the show. Are all carbon filters created equal? Yeah, man. Every single one. Um, basically, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. Uh, I mean, one of the supporters of the show uh, has been CanFan, and not only because I, we've dug on their carbon filters. I mean, been growing, been at it for, I don't know, I'd say hitting, I don't know, we'll just go with eight, ten, nine years. How about that? Eight, ten, nine. Um, and CanFan has been at it for a long time with their carbon filters, and it's kind of one of those things where I've had them in my gardens for so long, why would I use anything else? Fresh filter came on the scene for a little bit. Uh, all in all, I mean... Don't when- trust lightweight filters, though, man. I'm buying fucking carbon, bro. I'm buying carbon is what... What's, it's called a carbon filter. Why do I want less carbon in a lightweight filter? I don't trust that shit. Yeah, and when I actually talked to uh, somebody with CanFan, I think or it might have been another salesman. You're like, why does CanFan have these can lights now, these real light filters? And he's like, I kind of think they wouldn't even ever went there, but they were trying to compete with some other companies bringing out light filters. But, man, heavy filter um, with, you know, like I've, we've always referenced the Can 100, the Can 150. It's like the diesel workhorse of the grow room, man, just kicking right. ass. Well, I'm just thinking that we are performance-oriented where we're pretty heavy on performance, I'll bet you there's some, you know, if you're just with a tent or something like that, and you're like, hey, if you get this type of filter, you can hang it up, you know, and it makes it, you know, gets it off your floor. And it is not, there are applications for light filters. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, I had one filter that was, had to be mounted to the ceiling in a 6,000 watt grow, and its only job was to exhaust the room like 15 minutes of the hour, like an air exchange. So that, I mean, but that room also had a can 100 that was just constantly scrubbing and doing the dirty work. You know, scrubbing guys means no air is exhausting the room. You just got a filter sitting in there and it constantly recirculates the air through that carbon and back out into the room to deodorize it. So that way you can keep CO2 and environment kicking butt. But, uh, I mean, no, to answer your question, they're not all created equal. And our pick is, is can, can filters, can fans, uh, pair, pair it all up and, and kick butt with their air. Yeah, it ain't too expensive either. You know, just a regular can fans and a can, what do they call them, a can combo or something like that. I used to get the 100 or the 150 combos, and it wasn't a bad price, especially. I mean, like, if you're, you know, interested in getting a combo, go talk to the guys over at Way to Grow or, or at your grow store. They have a different skew for the combo, and it's pretty goddamn good deal, man. Yeah, and over. I mean, depending on where you're at and what your concerns are, I always said this is one thing for your grow. You know, back in the day in Colorado when I was selling, um, you know, doing retail, this is the one thing that you can, you know, basically spend most of your budget on. I mean, lighting, I shouldn't say that, but look, if I'm recommending you, I say you could at least get by with a Can 75, I'd try to get them into a Can 125. Right. I'd be like, I want this filter to handle your stinkiest strain at harvest time, no problem, not having you come back and be like, well, yeah, it worked in veg, um, but yeah, not so much now. So oversize it if it's within your budget for sure, especially maybe you'll expand your garden, maybe you'll add a light down the line. And a good carbon filter, those can thick ones, keep them clean, clean the pre-filter, you get a couple years out of it. Yeah, definitely. I agree, man. 
All right, from from Jacob, not from Gromore, but from Jacob. <laughs> question right. number five. Come on, what you got? He's trying to figure out how to get the deal, the deal for the Nectars of the Gods line, which I kind of thought was just a little amusing. You know what the deal is? <laughs> you call up to you call over there, you talk to Scott, and uh, you say, "Hey, you guys, I uh, heard about you on the Dude Grow Show," which you don't even have to say, but you can just be nice and reference us. He'll hook you up, man. He's got to charge shipping just as we do, but send you his full basic line, base nudes, additives, pH up, and uh, send it send it to you and give you great customer service, man. Yeah, so, so you got to talk to him, and you know he's got to qualify you and make sure you're, you're legit, and that if you like it, you're going to be a real deal customer. Not just that's how it should work, free, man. It's hell yeah. Definitely not, oh, just put this code in this box. That guy wants to talk to you, and he wants to try and make sure he's getting you the right stuff and you got the right garden for it, and uh, that's the way that's the way to go about it. Just like Scotty wants to talk to you about recharge. What do you got? What do you want to know? You know, people, <laughs> that's how you get a good product line out or a good product out is just giving constant sure. service and and helping people out. So, Jacob, it's that simple, man. That's the deal. Call him. Just call him up. So actually, I think there's a – you can do that or there's just an email on his site. Either way, that right. dude is, is doing that crap all day long, getting back to people. So Hell, yeah. You won't get lost in the uh, all the emails. Man, speaking of that lead-in, man, I've been having people – uh, go to their local grow store or send a recharge going over to realgrowers.com slash store sample and send in a free recharge to themselves and send in one to their grow store, man. And it's been working awesome, man. Probably had a dozen people uh, in the past week or so uh, send themselves a store sample, man. And it's worked cool, man. The store gets a whole bunch of them shotgun shells of recharge to give out and try out. And Yeah, you got all the details on the site, right? Yep. Just go to realgrowers.com slash store sample. But same kind of thing, man. We all give out the products that we believe in. Uh, we're willing to get them out to folks, man. Cool. Yeah, check it out if you want those details. Get yourself uh, an 8-ounce, right? It's an 8-ounce, yeah. If, as long as your store's hip and as long as when we call them, they don't say, what, man? Who? <laughs> huh? All right, question number six. Six, working through Grow Talk, man. We only got one more Grow Talk question. You going to hang in there? I'm in there, man. I'm just getting started, man. We're going to have to revamp, man, if we're going to do ourselves a 420 live show, man. We're going to have to I'm gonna have to go work out, man, or something. I'm, con- I'm getting concerned. Well, I'm going to have to drink a smoothie first. All right, with uh, organic caffeine powder. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's organic, bro. Yeah, it means you can't take too much. This is, <laughs> this is organic heroin, dude. Yeah, I did find some uh, pure caffeine extract. It was pure, a pure green coffee extract, which is a code word for caffeine, man. And it is organic, and it does change the way the end of the show goes these days. <laughs> All right, from Josh here. Hey, hey, I saw your video on the new LEC lighting, or if you will, light-emitting ceramic. Is that right? I don't know. I just call it a ceramic metal halide. There man. we go. From uh, March, apparently. Don't know what episode off the top of my head. He said he's looking to get good yield results on LEC and an opinion maybe on LEC technology and how it yields comparison to the E Papillion with a double ended HPS light. Thanks for your time. Two different animals you there. Like that Papillion? Papillion. Papillon. Papillon. Is that more preferable? I don't know, man. Hey, you know what? I mean, it's a different ball game, man. A 315-watt ceramic metal halide, is you can't compare that to a 1,000-watt double-ended. I mean, we I was talking, I was hanging out with Todd, the uh, 
uh, AC guy from Temp Needs, man, the, the grow room AC specialist. And he was just saying he actually seen some par ratings for the double-ended Gavita, and the Gavita and the E-Papillon are pretty much the same. Yeah. Or at least they look the same. And Tell Yair that from Gavita. Yeah, I don't want to piss off Yair, but I've seen the insides of both of them, and you can't fucking tell the difference. Uh, but uh, they are bright as hell, man. They've got uh, the par rating that's way, way higher than a regular 1,000-watt light. So now you're taking that light and trying to compare it to a 315-watt. You know, it's it's tough, man. That 315 watt, I do believe if you're a good professional grower, that you can put that in a commercial application and get a pound out of it. Okay, that's a pound out of 315 watts. I don't know, man. I don't know. I believe it, man. Think about putting a five pack of or doing a screen of green, you know, or a sea of green or something like that. But just putting five, you know, one gallon or those big eight inch Rockwell cubes, those Hugo cubes or those mega cubes they got. You're putting five plants in there, man. You're going to get four ounces off each one of those plants. Here's how it's the light spread, too. I mean, it's been explained also to us. You look at it. If I could, would I rather have uh, one 1,000 or three 315s? That's, you know? what, I'm, that's what I'm getting Over at. a table. That's Definitely. I'd rather have three 315s. And I think as long as you got the space... Um, you're going to spend a little bit more on three three fifteens, depending. I mean, actually, you know, once you because those actually include ballast in fixture and I think a bulb. I'm not positive. Yeah, the three fifteen does, and it's about about five hundred yeah, four eighty. Yeah. So actually, it's not too bad when you consider a ballast reflector. You're that's good. I mean, that's the same. I think a Gavitas is almost you know you can get Gavitas for that price. The main difference here between I have faith in both technologies completely. I'd be running myself double-ended Gavita lighting in my garden if I had the AC. I have a little Hydrofarm AC, which I call a Mickey Mouse AC, nothing against Hydrofarm. It's just a disposable AC in the sense that it'll last me at the most probably two years, if that, and then it's going to have some tam- type of problem. So until I can afford a mini split, I mean, I got to roll plus my, my conventional six-inch air-cooled hoods, and Horlux equipment is doing great. I'm getting the yield. I'm getting the quality. But I would love to see what um, a double-ended bear, bear bulb can do. But I can't – I don't have the money or, or I can't play the heat game right now, dude. It's going to be hot up in that motherfucker. The yeah. other thing is it, I do, though. It would be nice. you got to figure out – Scott's talking about all the light intensity and extra a par. Everything is going to be a little bit better with that bear bulb. But uh, – so we want to set those and forget them, man. That's how I'd grow with them. I wouldn't be raising and lower them. You put your plant in there at the right time for flower. You got the stretch figured out, and the light is so intense, it's just not going to stretch. Whenever you see those mounted typically in commercial uh, situations, I don't think they make them typically fully adjustable to be raised up and down. But I, well, I don't think in those situations they're really using them to grow the plants. I think they use them just to extend the photo period. I don't know if these growers are doing it. I have to check out a commercial grow out here. I don't know if they're raising and lowering those a lot. I do know a great quote from a commercial grower uh, running into a guy just bullshitting over at Way to Grow. I was like, so what are you getting with these? You know, he's picking up a bunch of Gavitas and he's like, man, the main difference for me is I can put almost any of my growers, which are, you know, some are masters, some are on the total learning curve and just apprentices, but my, I'm I'm getting two pounds per light, no sweat, like not even you know the light is doing the work that the grower isn't isn't tweaking for me and really being able to to get the uh, the yield out. So 
If you can handle the heat, I'm all for the double-ended bulb, and I'm pretty sure that the the yield will outweigh your extra uh, AC expense and AC expense within not a large amount of time without the equation written out in front of me because obviously AC ain't cheap and running them ain't cheap, so... Yeah, and it really depends what he's trying to do. You know, if you're trying to run an ultra efficient grow, if you're thinking, "Oh man, I want a four or a six lighter," I'm thinking a four or six thousand watts. Man, you might want to think about getting a bunch of these three fifteens, you know, and cutting it down, and instead of doing six thousand watts, going you know closer to three or four thousand watts and spreading them out and seeing if you can get something similar. You might be able to get a very similar output to it without spending so much on the light and spending so much, or I shouldn't say spending so much on the energy to run the light and the energy to cool the light. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, let's go to the last question in Grow Talk here. Come on, what you got, man? Which is more just a quick one from Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. What? How you doing, brother? What's growing on? Is any are we ever gonna get over it? <laughs> I hear the dude talking about consults on the show, and it's got me interested in getting a second opinion on my grow. What do you charge for consults? Ending it, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I haven't had time to talk to Mister Real about it, but I mean, I'm like pretty- at the time he named it, it was 150. <laughs> what the hell? What, what is that? What is that? <laughs> doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. All man. right. The, uh, you know, I, I want to extend it out for now. I mean, I, I'll put no time frame on it until I just don't have enough time, whatever. But regardless, I'd say any $42 donator, man, you want to consult, I'll hit it up for a while. Mr. Real, I'm sure, will hit it up, jump on board. No problem with that. You want to donate to the show at the $42 level, I'll give you a call and uh, record it and send you the file. I'm not going to say that's going to last forever because definitely we are super busy pushing the show as much as we can for you guys. But for right now, episode 56, I don't care. Throw that out there for a while. We definitely have uh, some bills to pay. That's for shizzle, nizzle. Yeah, get in touch with us, man. We do consult it on a one-by-one basis. A lot of times we can help you over the phone. We're glad to just ask you to make a donation. If it's something where you can't figure out a problem and you really need us to come on out and and take a look. uh, That's a different animal. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's available, and it's way affordable, too. But I I don't want to cheapen myself by quoting my prices on the air, man. Yeah, and I mean, if you can't figure out a problem, it's not going to be an issue. But if you don't know, by the way, how to donate any all, it's over. Just go to dudegrows.com right on the homepage. You'll see a donate button. You can give anything from 95 cents and go to hell. And I'm just joking. That was pretty rude. <laughs> you give whatever you want, guys, but there are suggested amounts. And it, yeah. it's, it's all being put back into the show. We don't. We still haven't – me and Mr. Real have not paid ourselves a penny yet. For, I mean, we can't. We got to get so much shit going on, growing. We got to get into aggressive edge. Is that we're at aggressive edge? I can't wait to run full. Yeah, brain. man. I just want to build dude grows into something that we can really be proud of, man. You know, this is this movement and this this place in time we're at right now. It's fucking amazing, man. It's just ridiculous that we were discriminated against for liking to smoke weed for for so long, and we're able to come out of the shadows now and and really put a a positive spin on this and. I'm pretty excited about it, and I, I want the uh, dudegrows.com to be a place where people can come learn and people can come to grow really high-quality pot safe and turn everybody onto it, man. If, if, that's what, if we're pumping out great-quality pot out of our – I'm sorry, great-quality medical cannabis 
and recreational cannabis. Out of our gardens, though, we're going to turn a lot of people on and, and make a lot of people really see that this is a great plant with a lot of medicinal uses. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, no. 100%. Not going anywhere. First year done. 56 episodes. And, yeah, it's only getting better all the time. One more segment of the show, man. Come on, One man. more. I think, I don't know. Can I do a quick bong alert? <laughs> I mean, just a real quick bong alert before we talk about what's going on in our grows, and then we'll put it in the bag. Hit it, man. Wake them up. Wake right. them up. Guys, we're going to give you a bong alert real quick. Keep it real. We'll be right back. Last break. Dude Grow Show. DudeGrows.com. Yeah. Play him something sweet, DJ. Charged up and feeling right. It's time to answer questions about growing weed without the hype. We've got to plant the seeds today to make all my stoner homies say, Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's growing on? What's growing on? This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. The bong hitters in your area in voluntary defiance of federal, state, and local authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a bong hit emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official supply information, police scanner news, and emergency bong hitting instructions. This concludes this test of the emergency bong hit system. All right. What's going on in Argos? Yeah, man. Literally, man. What's going on in Argos? <laughs> Which is kind of cool, kind of cool. I always say, never thought I'd be telling the world what's going on in our grows. Yeah, I never thought I'd only be growing 12 plants, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a couple things. I'll start it off, if you don't mind, because uh, I noticed, uh, like I said earlier, I grow different strains right now of vanilla kush, which I'm not digging on. Mainly, I'd say plant structure to potential yield it's got like a few points that are really up there and good and then a lot of other little smaller and it could just be this cut was wanting to grow that way but so far no i I don't know i I don't dig on the structure then i got the citrix which is from feminized seed which this one i don't know if it's like a mutant but it's just decided to grow insanely tall and go and go and go and go and now it's sitting on the floor and it's probably six feet tall in a 10 gallon container yikes uh it's a single stock plant it does pretty good there but i'm gonna try the challenge of 
I mean, literally, it's within seven inches of my my hood, which isn't too hot, but that light's going to be too intense for really good flour. And uh, I'm going to try and pinch it over, man. And and where I'm going to try and pinch it over, it's about almost as thick as my thumb. So this is going to get interesting. I'm going to have to work it right. (laughs) Okay. So uh, and we'll have all that in video. But I noticed I had some issues in my garden with some leaves on the Citrix and the Vanilla Kush kind of canoeing inward here and there and clawing downward, uh, basically, and not a ton, uh, maybe 15% of the leaves. Some of them were right up top, uh, and this is 18 days into flower. It's like, what the hell? You know, I have a pretty keen eye, so I noticed it right away. So I'm over there looking at both of them, so I'm like, I see it on two strains. Maybe, do I see it on the Island Sweet Skunk? No, that thing's a beast. It's got a stalk that's going to, like, a Red Bull can. It it can probably take anything at this point. So (laughs) it's like, feed me, like Little Shop of Horrors. So look back to the Citrix and the the, uh, Vanilla Kush and can really just see. And so, you know, I called you, and I hate digging into the forums if I don't have to. Uh, You'd mentioned, and I did find somebody else mentioned, nitrogen toxicity. So I think about my feed schedule. I was like, you know, too much nitrogen. Yep, I did. I did do a top dress of uh, Roots Grow about a week ago, and I yes, that would have put me at eleven days in flowering. I have no problem using a bit of Grow, and I still haven't switched to my Bloom. I really should have switched to my Bloom base nutrient at about two weeks in, but I've kept on the Grow nutrient, and that really. And I've also been using the Fish, which is a five one one, the Grow More Fish and Seaweed. All of that together, I was like, man, shit, I must have overlooked some stuff. And sure enough, you know, I was looking at my grow journal, went back to the plants. The one thing that really brought it out, you asked me, how dark green are your leaves? And I put on the uh, the glasses, my little, there's all kinds of brands out there, minor Lumis. They basically turn your orange, yellowish hue of HPS light into a light to where you can look at your plants and see what's going on. Sure. And they are important for looking for deficiencies. Believe that. Put them on, you know, looked like natural daylight, like, oh, shit, these leaves are really green. Some are <laughs> dark green. I'm like, this must be it. So lucky enough, it was time for them to be watered. So immediately went to a pretty heavy watering of just pH-adjusted, plain dechlorinated water, just full-on watered through them quite a bit to where I'm getting good runoff that I got to shop back out. And hopefully I might even do that one more time if I don't see any change. But I think that was the issue Sometimes you either just get busy or don't pay attention or you get in one one stage in your mind. They keep needing grow. I think I really slacked in, uh, in switching over to my bloom nutrient and doing a top dress of a grow guano and fish and a grow base nutrient too far into flower. And they're starting to look for that phosphorus probably 18 days in. And that's where um, that's where your grow journal comes in too, man. you got to remember what you used. Hell yeah. So I like to keep it simple, man. The other thing... Uh, dehumidification i'd mentioned if you guys follow the podcast early bloom plants aren't as big as vigorous was actually having to add humidity quite a bit with lights on the plants are mega huge now tons of leaf material within a you know an area of leaf leaf material to air ratio actually starting to have to dehumidify in uh in bloom so especially after watering to keep my levels below 50 percent uh when i'm when i'm getting good into bloom so you know that's why it, it's good to have a humidifier a dehumidifier co2 enrichment ace all these pieces of equipment that enable you to play mother nature and always keep the the grow room at the right parameters 
So I'm trying to make sure what else, man, there's so much going, growing on, going on that, uh, one other thing was timing has been tricky. Uh, I do have two plants that are completely ready to go to bloom within 10 days, but my room is, my room is stuffed with just three plants in the bloom room. So I have no room for them. So finding some homes, luckily we're in Colorado. There's some other donors, Mr. Real, maybe could get one. Got another grower hooking up, but uh, man, it just makes me wish my room was bigger. But it's it's a tough uh, equation, Scotty. I was talking to you about it's like, man, my, I should just add uh, lights to my bedroom and turn half of it into bloom, or do whatever I can to get push these plants through bloom. That's what I worked for, and then you're like, dude, it takes definitely a lot of time and effort to be a grower. So trying to wear so many damn hats, and then I I'm like, man, this is actually maybe maybe taking away from my podcasting time a little bit. But got to have a grow regardless because that's the great way to keep in touch with the plants, to have a content content creator within the grow room and to keep your, your knowledge up on yeah, how that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about you, man, is the good weed you grow, man. Yeah. And, and your charming personality, of course. But of course, yes. Don't definitely. show up without the weed. I never would shut off all the lights. But I'll tell you, man, if you sometimes it's nice to, uh, you know, if you're relying on your 2,000-watt unbelievable grow – um, to do great things for you instead of a eight lighter. You know, I see people that are going to hang up six lights and they have a full time job, family, and that's like their thing to do to either get a little supplemental income or whatever. And I'm like, I just want to make sure you know this is this is work, man. Don't forget that. Like, this is a lot of work. When you take down those six lights, uh, depending on what you're doing, even just for trimming, nobody in your family or life might see you for a week. So be aware. Uh, the more lights, the bigger they grow. It it takes time to do it right, and if you're not going to do it right, it's more and more not becoming worth it to do. Yeah, definitely, man. Mediocre weed is kind of being frowned upon these days. Yes. What do you got to grow and own in your grow? Man, you know, I've been playing around. I popped a couple of seeds that I got from the cannabis cup. Got okay germination results, but I kind of got me thinking where I think I'm going to write a blog post about it or kind of you know share some information and see what everybody else is doing. Everybody's got to have some cool techniques. I know the paper towel trick from the ninth grade, man, but you know I'm uh, looking for some uh, interesting germination. You know, maybe even some some nutritional uh, tips and whatnot. I am not a seed guy. I have always been from clone for 20 years because just the seed was ver- barely available. So we were always looking for a really good cut we could, you know, do well with. But now with the seeds and, and germinating them and even just, you know, I was talking to, it got me started when I was talking to Autoflower Hank over there a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, just really interested in, in seeing what techniques y'all got, man. So they are seeds. I'll chime in. Uh-huh. Come on, what you I'm got right here? I'll bite on that. Seed's already done the work for you. I mean, uh, so far, I'm at the most experience I have, uh, like you, I was mainly cuts for quite a while. It's hard to deal with non-feminized seeds if you're trying to follow the law to a T. There's plant count, plant numbers, and all this shit. So if you're trying to figure out sexing and everything else, it's it, unless it's strictly for the hell of it, you don't, you know, it, it take forever to to get a productive garden and figure it out. That's why some people go to cuts. But uh, out here I've done, as most people know that listen, Reserva Pravada Colorado Genetics, and I have 90% minimum germination rate. And also I just plant those fuckers. I mean, I put it in. If I don't have, I use those 
uh, Jiffy Pete pellets that inflate with water. Right. I shouldn't say inflate with water because I think <laughs> it takes air, but... <laughs> they hydrate. That hydrates with water and get bigger. Those have worked great. If I don't have those on hand, I've planted in any peat, peat mix I have. I've planted in cocoa. Um, the only thing like I wouldn't plant in, which I've heard people do and been fine even, is like ocean forest is pretty enriched. You're going right. to give them a big hiccup there. Sure. But any light media mix or peat or... I mean, think even I haven't done it in a while. Rock wool, but those Jiffy pellets are for me where it's at. They're cheap as hell. You can get them from anywhere almost. Like Ace Hardware has them on the shelf probably right. year round. And you wet them down, plain water, throw the seed in there, and you're good to go. Until I wouldn't give that plant anything until it was uh, popping out its second set of leaves. Still at that point. Very low doses of anything. I mean, you can wait. That seed has a lot of nutritional value in it for the plant, nutrition, uh, until it's ready to go. And if you're having troubles, of course, it's good to have a warm environment. I do use a heating heating mat to germinate seeds. That's a good good one to do for sure. Um, and uh, if you have a dome, you want to put a dome over them to give them a little more humidity, that's good too. But overall, then also just vitality after that. I mean, people have popped seeds that are years and years and years old before, but I don't let anything sit around for more than like a year and a half, and they always pop great. No paper towel method, no soaking, nothing. Huh. And that's, I think it's one of those things that it's like cuttings, man. It gets over overthought. I'm just about to take cuts, and I'm not going to use anything but water and rock wool. I'm not using cloning solution. I actually use a little CalMag from GH, the General Organic CAMG, the REVS method. Nice. And, uh, yeah, those things, uh, healthy genetics, healthy seedlings, healthy mother plants, healthy cuts. It takes half the trickery and work out of it. So and if they're not healthy, I don't know, then use a lot of stuff. Just <laughs> That's not going to help it work. I'm just actually about to tear down my grow, man. I'm going to, uh, you know, when you do perpetual harvest, it's uh, every now and again, you've been rolling for a couple of years, man. It's time to tear it down, clean everything up, paint the walls, and do all the unnecessary. I'm actually going to fix my lights straight to the ceiling. And, uh, yeah, just take take a little break for a minute, man, and then come back with uh, the octopots with a bunch of vegetables in there as well. I'm really going to get this bitch producing some veggies for me. There's just too much no. area. I, I won't say that. It I, just depends I, on how valuable your real estate is, man. I love running a lot of lights, man. I got a, I got a bunch of area down there. I got, I got a bunch of lights running down there. And I love having a place where I can hang out in my plants, man. I only fit 12. I'm only legally allowed 12 plants down there, man. Yeah. It doesn't take up that much space. 12 plants doesn't. And, I mean, I don't need that much weed, man. So I mean, I do grow under – I grow I, – I like the microgreens myself. I actually grow microgreens, a couple nasturium plants because they have beautiful edible flowers and spicy edible leaves. All under uh, T5 8-bulb is my, my hobby area, we'll say, for for growing things you can't smoke or eat. <laughs> I mean, eat and, and get you buzzed. Yeah, I want to make my, you know, I want to make a cool garden. I want to surround my 12 plants with a bunch of really cool, you know, uh, you, at Home Depot, you can go get those shelves and put all your plants on shelves. And, man, you can grow all sorts of cool fruits. Lower light, medium light, that's where it gets tricky. You really got to pick them. Sure. Unless it's right under a thowie, some of that shit just, like, needs intense light. Yeah, but... A lot I mean, of herbs, though, can kick butt. Yeah, you put, light. you put two, even two thowies in an 8x8 eight eight room, you should be able to grow a lot of, of you know, tomatoes, peppers, 
No. T- or really? Tomatoes, peppers? Is this code talk? <laughs> just joking. I'm, just, I'm certainly going to grow plenty of weed, but I just there's plenty of room down in my basement, man. So I'm going to uh, uh, just reformulate everything, man. Have the the weed be the centerpiece, and then and plus I get all this runoff too. When I get that runoff, boom, that's going right into my veggies, man. Yeah, I do use a lot of my runoff out of my shop vac to go out uh, when it's not winter into the uh, definitely the outdoor summertime garden. So, yeah. all right, all right, I'll take some of your peppers. Tell yeah, me when I they're done. I want to be like, I want Martha Stewart to come visit my room, man, you know? <laughs> there there you go. There you grow. <laughs> cool, guys. Yeah, put well, this bitch in the bag, homie. Yes, this has been a, uh, a long day, and we're going we're gonna to hit you up here, guys. You just got to enjoy a little late release on 3 Hour 55 episode, Do Grow Show. Here comes 56. Uh, I will just say lastly, because I don't mind... If you like what you're hearing, try and show us some love. It's all going back into the show, and I know if you've stuck with us, you're noticing. Do a little donation over there. Uh, hey, be a member, man. Come on, go to go show some support, man. If you're going to donate, you might as well get some benefit out of it. Go on over to uh, dudegrows.com slash members. Become, become a member of the DGC, yo. Yeah, we'll have the member tab uh, right up there on the homepage for you, so... That's definitely a big help. Nine ninety five a month for on average one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. You like how quick that math was? Whoa, man, that wasn't even math. That was just. I mean, even without the premium content, guys, for helping us out, man, like eleven hours of podcasting grow talk a month. So really appreciate it. Yeah, if you believe in what we're doing and want to try to help support it, you know, and you can help help with nine ninety five a month. It's it means a lot to us. That's all I'll say. 10-6, 10-6, as they say. <laughs> right. Breaker over. Dude out. Put it in the bag, guys. Check out dogrows.com. Be back next week. Not too soon, not too late. All right.
Thank <laughs> you.